Welcome back to D&D 5th Edition. Yalzar, your DM, myself of course, is Kenny, and my players. <coughs> Starting with the Paladin. Uh, this is Michelle, I'm going to play Bork, Paladin. Our, our monk. Uh, hello, this is Frodo, I'm playing Monk Kenji. Our sorceress, Warlock actually. Hi, this is Lauren, I play Vin, the Halfling Warlock. And our cleric, bringing up the rear. My name is Hayden. I play Ogden, the dwarven cleric. So, uh, last time when we spoke, we had just finished a fight with a shambling mound in its wake, which was left in a puff of black smoke and a burning symbol in the air of a hammer, a repeating insignia. And then uh, Bork picked up the hammer and didn't want to give the hammer away. And I cringed in player So, getting back to that, let's continue as if not even a moment had passed. You are all standing outside of the withering and falling apart forest that was once a grove to the spirit Dryad, and are going over the predicament of Bork not wanting to give up this black iron hammer. Okay, so we, are we aware of the fact that she doesn't want to give this up? I mean... Yeah. It would be obvious that she offered it to um, Ogden and then revoked the offer. Okay. So you could chuck. Oh, may I have your battle axe instead? No. Oh. So, so what you what you got there? I put it away. <laughs> oh, and uh, Somehow and on my armor. And our, and our warlock uh, has a shard from the crystal. Oh, yeah. That, thing. that obviously has had some sort of benefit while it's been on her present, on her on her person. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm going to say, are you sure you don't want to hand us the hammer? Do I still not want to hand it over? Your character is not, like, upset about it, and it's not, like, overly defensive about it, but you don't want to part with it. So, like, you would willingly show it, but imagine it's, like, this is, like, the cow from the Jack and the Beanstalk story. Like, you know you gotta take this thing to market. You can't sell it, but you'd let the near the neighbor farmer look at the cow. Okay. Alright, so I, I hold it out for her to examine but I keep a hold of it. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, I'm going to cast uh, Fey Presence and okay. charm her into dropping the hammer. Okay, so that's going to be a check of some okay. sign on Fork, right? She has to roll a saving throw against my uh, DC. Right, what stat does she use, though? I did not write that down. Okay. So the player's handbook. I'm going to go on a limb and say it's charisma. Most likely. Warlock and all that. Well, and it's a charm What's ability. Charisma? Plus two. Okay. And do you have any particular benefits against being charmed? Because I know some, some classes give you that. I do not believe so. And I rolled a 13. Does that beat your, your check? Your DC check? Um, I think... How do I know my spell DC? Oh, it's a wisdom saving throw. 
No, it's wisdom. Yeah. No, it's wisdom. Yeah. Well, then that would have been a 12. Okay. Um, and to dis discern your save DC, which you should definitely write down, is 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your charisma modifier. So because you're level 4, your proficiency bonus is plus 3, so 11, plus your charisma modifier, which is what, 4, 3? Wait, three. went up to 3? I thought it was a 2 still. You guys are 4th level, aren't you? Yeah, 4th? No. We're 4th level, lady. Yeah, you're fourth level, which is what I said, but I, I was looking at the wrong column. Yeah, it's only plus two still. My bad. Okay. So, what's your charisma modifier, then? Three, so I have a 13. Okay, so she failed the check. The session before we went on to the uh, train. Or maybe you just updated it. We'll take a look at yourself. Well, I've updated my character once. So, that means that... Uh, you are charmed. Let me double check exactly what that entails. As an action, you can take, you can cause each creature in a ten-foot cube. So, if she's standing right next to us, we also have to do this. Uh, I mean, if she wants to focus it to a single target, I don't think that that's a problem. I'll give her no benefit for it, but. So I think um, they know after. Um, the charm wears off that they've been charmed? Yes, that is definitely the case. That's it? Um, so have I been charmed? Do I let it go, or...? Well, that's uh, well I'm, I'm trying to discern what the what the status effect is. Okay, a charmed okay. creature can't attack the, the charmer or target the charmer with harmful abilities or magical effects. And the charmer has advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the character. So, while... She is charmed for the next time. You could attempt like a persuasion check of some kind to try and manipulate her to part with it. Um, okay. So I guess I'll just ask you really nicely, like, hey, can you put down the hammer? Do you want me to put the hammer down? Pretty please. <laughs> and and then would she roll a, a persuasion? Well, yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna have to make a skill check behind that. Well. Oh, hold on. Lucky when you roll. Oh no. Okay. Well, I did shit. Um, well, did you roll deception? Three. What What did so you roll? A grand total. Hmm. What skill did you roll? Oh, I did um, persuasion. Now, bear in mind because she's charmed, you have advantage. What is roll again? Yeah, you roll 2d20 and keep the higher. Yes. Okay, well, I got a 10. In total? Total? With a grammar. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's right. So, uh, unfortunately, that is not powerful enough to shake her will on not wanting to part with it, so... You attempt to persuade her, and despite her being awfully amicable towards your approach, or him being awfully amicable towards your approach, uh, Bork, you do not feel compelled to hand over the hammer. Then I don't. It's mine. Okay. Ah, let him keep it. Hammer's good to have. Good weapon. I should keep it. <laughs> but it isn't a weapon. It's a trinket. 
Yeah, bear in mind, this thing is like six inches long. Like, it's a tiny thing. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's something Tenchi points out. It's like, it's, it's not a weapon, it's a trinket. Yeah. You, I you, forgot it was six long. Yeah, All right, well, it's small and I like it. Maybe we can get somebody to look at it in town. Tell you how special it is. Say it again. Sorry, somebody was distracting me. She's saying that we need to get somebody to check out your tiny hammer. Okay. Jokes. We're adults. Sometimes. Sometimes we are. <laughs> so what are they going to do to try to check out my tiny hammer? I don't know. They might have to amputate. <laughs> They're going to have to touch it. They can try. This campaign has officially gotten too lewd. <laughs> we haven't tried to make a Trojan funny yet. We're fine. Alright, so, well... Alright, well, I'm still kind of liking my little tiny hammer. Sure. Is it... Is it a hammer or is it an axe? It's a hammer, right? Yeah, it's a hammer. Okay. Yeah, well, what if I need to nail something? It's not suitable for that. <laughs> There's a fun old saying, hold my hammer while I nail your girlfriend. Hey! Uh, 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 anyway, continuing. Right. So, yeah. So I guess that's that. You get to keep the hammer. Yeah. I'm pocketing this hammer. It's mine. It's going on my belt loop. Can he actually physically take his hand off of it enough to put it on his belt? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Okay. Great. As I was trying to tell you, like, and this is only for, for, for Bork to have to mentally wrestle with, you are fine with any interactions with this hammer except... You giving it up. Okay. Like, if you dropped it, you'd want to run back for it. If you, if someone wants it, you would protect it. Um, okay. So it's like the very, very beginnings of having the one ring. Essentially. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that seems fun. Yeah. So, uh, Silver Tongue, where to now? Back to the town? Uh, I have one inquiry before we do so. He's going to look to Vin. I've seen... I've seen spells. I've seen magic. I am a druid, of course. And I assume by your whimsy of a nature that you have to you that you are in touch with the Fae of some kind, right? Yes. He kind of, like, looks to everyone else and, like, switches to Elvin, hoping he'll drop people off in that. and, And says... What happened in the in the Fey the Fey Wilds? Tenchi just starts going on about mushrooms and one giant one with an eye, and he didn't understand what it said, but apparently it knocked them unconscious. He's saying all this in Elven too. Sure, Tenchi knows Elven, right? Tenchi speaks Elven, Celestial, and Common. All right, very learned for living on an island. <laughs> he, like I said, he had something of an education. It just wasn't great. So, Tenchi tells you. About tell them about all that stuff, and then I'm going to um, describe meeting uh, Dryad and um, getting the the shard of the gem. Where do you have it? Can I see it? Uh, it's safe. But it's it's of the mana crystal, right? 
It's of the what? It's of the crystal, right? Of water? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. No wonder you were throwing so much extra power in your spells. Yeah, that was incredible. I can only imagine what kind of residual magical energies are in that crystal, and I'm sure anybody who had their hands on it would feel the benefits. I'd keep it safe, even from... He switches to Sylvan at this point, hoping to drop everybody out of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Even people that you trust. That is that's the, good advice. That's power of Thank the gods. You. No mortal should have that. And then he'll switch yeah. back to common and go and looking to the rest of the party go, I'm so sorry, I hate to switch tongues on people, but your friend here has something of great importance and I wanted to give her a warning. I hope you understand. Actually, no, I didn't understand, but that's fine. Moving on. <laughs> Me neither. Well, yes, of course. I suppose back to uh, the, the, the village then. Also, by the way, Silvertump, good fighting. A rush, you know? I haven't had a, a good fight like that in, oh, let's say, almost a decade. It's exhilarating, isn't it? Very much so. Yeah, you did a good job. Thank you. You turned into a sheep. A big one, mind you. Yeah, alright. So, um, I assume you guys all mount up in whatever form you had gotten there on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, uh, and head on home. Indeed. Seems like there's nothing more for uh, the Grove for us, so may as well. So, most of a day travel, or was it a full day travel back? Or to the Grove? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I Yeah, well, we rest for our night, so it was at least a full day travel to get there, and then really early in the day, so... Okay. Yeah. Um, so... Traveling back is still most of the day ahead of you, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And you all see occasional, like, trios of saplings rising that have risen just barely out of the tall grass of most of the area. Hmm. Like tree saplings? Yeah. So they're still for... Uh, not, not the uh, blights, just saplings. Probably when the grove fell, the creatures fell down too and started... Because th- these things don't look malicious, right? No, they're just they're they're perfectly ordinary plants. All right. So yeah. yeah, you you could definitely infer that the magic that was holding the blights together has fallen apart, and they have returned to just being plants that don't walk anymore. I'm gonna go ahead and spend to my uh, it dice. If is this assumed to be a short rest while we're riding? Oh sure 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 absolutely. All right. I'm gonna heal up a bit. <laughs> Now, anyone who's who's sharing a saddle is not short resting. That's that's something to be important. Who is sharing saddles again? Me and um, and uh, Farn. Yeah. Man, put some WD forty in that chair. Holy shit. <laughs> I would love to, except Hayden gave me like the shittiest chair possible, but still better than the one I was sitting in. Unless you want me to go back to sitting in that one. Oh, I'm not going to give you a fuss over it. I can just screw all the creaks out, but... Hey, uh, throw it up. I'll be right there. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the other than, you know, seeing the occasional tree sapling that wasn't there before because the blights have gone inert, there's no anything of note on the entire ride back, a, a day in some... Uh, or rather, the rest of the day, a quiet night, and uh, 
a morning ride, and you're back in Havadin. Okay. Um, the uh, Silver Tongue offers uh, to, you know, take you back to the inn where you all should be able to, you know, see him freed from whatever agreement you all had. Yeah. I mean, that sounds good. Okay. We can return the horse. No, we bought the horses. Yeah, those horses are yours. We purchased the horses under the assumption that if they come back in good condition, he'll buy them back from us. Oh, I'll see about getting my money back, because I don't think I'm going to need this horse for very much longer. Or, actually... No, you have a pony. Oh, did I? Yeah. Because we bought a pony, a mastiff, and then horses. You know, I'm thinking my dog, guys. I I don't know. Do we have any idea where we're heading to next? No, I don't know about that. It might actually be a good idea to hold on to the horses. Unless, did, Lauren, did Vinton tell us about the thing with the dwarves? Yes. Okay. I told you guys what. Alright, I figured you did. I just don't want to. So that's where we're headed next. Yeah. Okay. Dryad told you all that she's in the jungle of northern uh, Yalzar Majora, but she is safe for now, and that you all should go and help the dwarves because they're in great peril. Um, I know it's just been a couple weeks. I can't quite recall. Did she say what we should do with the gem? With the, the shard? No, she just kind of mm-hmm. let you into the area. Well, she, she, picked it up. she did tell you that that gem shard, or that, that crystal shard, is the key to you all finding her. Okay. So and, we're holding on to it. And assumably, assumedly, you'd want to give it back to her when, yeah. you saw, when you met up with her. Also, gigantic magical power bones. So we're holding on to anyway. Yeah. So the next pertinent question is: Does the Ella Rail go to the uh, Dwarven city of uh, what was it, Pueblo Verde, I believe? Yeah. <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> I'm still tickled by that. Not yeah, lie. it absolutely does. Okay. All right. So yeah, we're not going to need our horses, but we are well, going to need tickets. Well, it's not like you couldn't transport your horses on the Ella Rail. We can? Yeah, there's a stable car. I mean... Is that back there with the luggage? Yep. Oh, okay. Do, do we want to take them with us? Would we need them in the Elven... Or not Elven, the Dwarven City? Most likely not. Most likely not, but it's kind of one of those things where I feel like no matter what continent we go to, we're going to need to be flying horses. And if we can transport them with us, you know, money we don't have to spend later. Now, Hayden, since you are from the capital city, you would know that while horseback is not a traditional method of getting to one part of the city to another part of the city, it happens. And it's not, like, foreign for that to be the case. It would, oh, yeah. It would, it would be like someone riding a motorcycle in a city. Like, it happens. It's not common, but it happens. Alright, I inform my compatriots of that. Well, I'm keeping my dog, so... Yeah, told you. They have five gold. I never took that dog. Oh, damn it. <laughs> That's good. You offered it, but I never took it. Mm. You gotta, you gotta secure those I assume Holland Karn is gonna want to keep the horse, just for the sake of keeping the horse. Um, yeah, without him being here. I mean, he, he, he it was really kind of um, Ogden's deal to get his money back for the horses. So... 
<laughs> well, I didn't think we needed it. Anyway, um, we do need to stable him for the night, so we might as well go back and tell the, uh, the, uh, or ask if we can stable him back at the barn. Farm. Farm. Whatever. Why not at this the This was end? a big thing. Why not just at the end? Oh, that's right. Inns and tables. Let's do that then. I'm also going to make a point to go back to the farm and uh, inform the owner. Yeah, I think we're actually going to keep the horses. Okay. So we're all squared up. All good? Yeah. All right, so you guys go back to the inn, and you come into a similar scenario as the first time you arrived. Uh, you can hear the wife before you see either of them. You all walk in, and you see that the the dwarven husband with the sad beard is holding a letter, uh, and there is a sack of probably gold on the bar top. And he welcomes you all as you walk in with a nice broad smile because, well, he probably just got a lot of gold. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who that's from. Huh, you seem to be in high spirits. Well, for once, I should say. Something, uh, something good happened then. Yeah, Silvertongue's debt's been paid by a friend of your all's. Alright, wonderful. Now, how does Silvertongue respond to that? Uh, he is overjoyed, to put it gently. And says that you all should see him uh, before you leave town. He'll be spending his last night in the stable. And then well, he... uh, I do believe that I actually promised you some money for being our guide. So, are you still interested in that? No, where I'm going, I won't need gold, I imagine. Hmm. Well, if you say so. I inquire as to where he thinks he's going. I imagine I'll go southwest to see the forest that I used to call home. Ah. Well, safe travels to you, Silvertongue. You've been an asset on this adventure. Ah, uh, please. I will tell all of my village the, 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 the good deeds that you all have done for me. And you, Wait. You, Village? Yes. Did you come from the elf village off of Delver Day? Oh, that's the lake village. It's the opposite direction of Earth. No, no, no. no. He's referring to no. the elf village that you guys came from originally, right? Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. No, no, no. He's, he's in the forest. Okay, that's even further west than that. Yeah, you guys haven't been where he's from. Okay, he just heard village and south, and he was like, wait, that village? Right. We know people there. <laughs> no, no, but he, he informs you that if you're ever in that, that forest, seek markings on the trees that resemble a taut bow with blood with a poisoned arrow, and uh, you will find friends there, I'm sure. What sort of marking? A, a, a taut bow with a arrow that is dripping with poison. He informs you that if you have any last goodbyes, he'll be in the stable for, the la for his last night there, and... If not, he's going to go and start packing his things. Do you have any other business with this bar? Do you guys want to eat here for the night, stay here for the night, or just travel? I would think, um, what time is it? Let's call it, um, pre-dusk. Pre-dusk. Um, I'm cool with staying here and starting in the morning, or whichever. Well, if we're going to the dwarves, we're going to need tickets for the elevator. Yeah. So, we should probably get those now. Well, how long is the ride via L Rail versus the ride via horses? Probably about a week travel on horseback, a day and a half on the L Rail. Okay, so the bus. Right. Alright. How much does a ticket, one single ticket on the L Rail, typically cost? 20 gold. 20 gold? And how much to uh, bring all, 
bring along a horse. One gold. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that is pretty cheap. Alright. Oh my god, I actually can just spend my money. I assume that's uh, for the economy uh, uh, class, right? Yeah, it's 50 gold if you want to be in the first car. Hmm. I got mine to spend. Our minds. Yeah, at this point. I think we all have pretty nice. How about you, Bork? Not a fan of spending your money? We just got in a fight. Treat yourself. Yeah. Um, you had- can we buy the tickets like at the station before yeah. we uh, depart, or do we have to buy them in advance? You can buy them in advance, or you can buy them on the spot. All right. Okay. Any idea when the uh, next train uh, tomorrow, heading towards uh, Pueblo Verde, is uh, departing? Who are you asking? Uh, just in general, I guess either the uh, husband or the wife. Yeah. Uh, the husband chimes up and says that the next rail that we that he knows of is leaving tomorrow, uh, just after dawn. Okay. So we should probably get those tickets now. That we don't have to worry about them in the morning. That sounds good. Let's uh, let's eat first, though, shall we? Of course. At least that could do. Oh. So he goes off and uh, comes back. A, let's call it a good ten minutes later with a bunch mm-hmm. of food, of fresh hot meat and <laughs> stu- soups and stews and yeah, it's fucking delightful. It's better than hardtack right. awesome. and trail rations, so. Yeah, and she's probably just chowing down at this point after eating off of trail rations for a while. Yeah. How much does the meal cost us? He doesn't accept a single coin from you all. Oh, it's good getting things you free, Hey, her very happy with us. I'm like a whole hero thing. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. nice. I always thought that that was so weird to me, you know? Like, you in, in like previous adventures that I've DM'd, like, people, like, go to a village and, like, save the village from an ogre or some shit, and then... You know, they come back after beating the ogre, and then they get charged to stay the night. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, if I was some innkeep, and you guys, like, saved my the village I live in, and probably my life from getting ogred, I'd probably be like, I'd be like, yeah, I can spare the five fucking copper for a meal. Have, eat, please. Like, here, I'll give you a bottle of wine. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's a very good point. I don't know. I always think it's really weird how a lot of day-to-day expenses don't get covered by the peasantry when they are saved. But Yeah, yeah you bring up a very good point. Yeah, I mean, I'm just used to having to pay for things after I save the town. Anyway, um, so you guys are not the only uh, patrons tonight. Uh, there is a really? couple of other people, including a pair of dwarven mercenaries. They look like rust dwarves. Oh, neat. So they are immediately identifiable as rust dwarves because they are in huge uh, suits of plate mail that is the color of aged brass. Ooh. And one of them them favors a gold-tipped spear that rests on the wall next to him, and the other one favors a pair of blades that rest upon his back. And other than a couple of other peasants that are here for their nightly drinking to forget about being peasants, uh, those two rust dwarves are the only other people that are at all interesting. And they are speaking uh, quite robustly in Dwarven, uh, and I believe that Ogden is the only person that would understand that. Is that right? Probably. Hey, you're not the one left out this time! Hooray! Correction, he's the only one who knows what's going on this time. Right. Exactly. Um, Now, does Borch speak Dwarven? 
Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Does Bork speak Dwarven? I have no idea. Let's go with probably not. I honestly don't know where I put my languages, but probably not. So, uh, Ogden would definitely hear them going, I can't believe that he died. You know, we're supposed to be made of sturdier stuff than that. You think a simple beast couldn't put one of us down, but... You're the just... only one that understands. Yeah, and uh, it sounds like they're warning. I don't think it's my place to really stick my nose into that. So, um, but are, uh, do, given their body language, do they look like they're trying to catch my attention? Like you said they're being very loud, right? Um, they're being, I, I wouldn't say they're being, like, rudely loud, but, I mean, they're talking, they're talking, they're sitting relatively close to you, so, like, for the first time you've hear, you've heard your home language in probably weeks, it does, like, stick out in your ear, mm-hmm. but it's not like they're yelling. Oh, okay. Um, and you've definitely made eye contact with at least one of them. I mean, they would be like, oh, a dwarf. Hello, dwarf. And you'd be like, what's up, dwarves? We don't really know each other, but it's good to see another, you know, short one running around. Yeah. Question. Uh, what book are Hill Dwarves from? Because they're not in just general player's handbook. Hill Dwarves? Or, I'm sorry, Rust Dwarves. Oh, Rust Dwarves are something that I made up. Oh, oh great. Great. Yeah, they don't have, they don't have, like, different bonuses or anything. Um... Mm-hmm. It's just like a, it's like a, a cultural thing. Like, gotcha. they they are different from dwarves like you because they live on, the primary sect of rust dwarves live on the southern, de- like on the desert area of Yalzar Majora, and they're, okay. so they're a long way from. Long. Yeah, they're very Arabian knights in terms of look and appeal. Um, but hmm. are world-renowned as some of the best mercenaries that coin can buy. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, since I'm overhearing, and I'm obviously, like, uh, interested in the conversation, I'm going to uh, grab my ale, tell my friends, hey, uh, I'll be back in a moment. Maybe I'll talk to those folks. Well, you, 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 you walk uh, Not yet, no. <laughs> well, as you, get up, as you get up to walk over there, you see that uh, the, the barkeep... Um, dwarf is speaking to them and he sort of like slides them an extra round and taps the table and says my condolences to your friend that was exactly what I was about to do was offer to buy them around <laughs> all right I'm sure they wouldn't well, turn so it down now I'm kind of just standing there awkwardly with my mug in my hand uh, uh, the one with a pair of swords on his back now that you kind of got a better look at them the one with a pair of swords on his back has a uh a beard, like a black beard that is a mustache and then it like goes down into just like two braids that are, mm-hmm. that are, that are woven back into each other, but he doesn't have like chops or anything. There's no, no other facial hair other than just. So it's like a braided Fu Manchu? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, that sounds fun. Alright. And, That's uh, weird. and the spear favoring dwarf has just sort of your stereotypical close your eyes and think of a dwarf beard. It's huge, it's long, it's got beads in it and shit, but you know, mm-hmm. a pretty traditional beard by standards. Alright. I, uh, as I walk over there, I say, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't help but over here. Uh, you just recently lost a comrade? Yes, there was a post on the contract board over there and he sort of point one the, the guy with the two swords points to the notice board in which you can see there is a couple of notices hanging 
uh, one of which is a, a uh, call for call for a wanted poster, basically, hmm. for a monster um, to be killed on the outskirts of town. Uh, the spear the spear favoring dwarf chimes in. Yeah, the three of us were walking, you know, as we do, heading over to the big stone city which is something you've heard before. It's what rust dwarves call the places that your kind of dwarves live. Uh, um, no disrespect, but they're just like, eh, we think it's weird that you live in mountains. There's no open air there. How weird is that? Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's just a difference. It's not like a tension thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he says, you were on our way to the big stone city, and we figure, why not make some coin? We're close. There's always nice expensive ale to buy there and well Rictor over here could use some of his uh, armor to be hammered out and well we don't carry the tools for that on the road alright what uh, what was the creature if you don't mind me asking Yeah, you ever seen a camel a camel ah would I uh, player to DM would I have ever heard of one of those uh, I think a nature check would be a fair uh, thing to just throw out Alright, let's see. Plus, I do not have nature, but it's intelligence, so grand total 15. Okay, yeah, you would know what a camel is. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of camels. So take a camel, and imagine that a old, like a giant picked it up, grabbed it by the neck, pulled it to stretch its neck out, and then lopped its legs off at the knees. And then put it back down. That's what we fought. Hmm. Oh, as a player, I think I know exactly what that is. God damn it. I'm pretty sure one of those has killed me in one of our previous campaigns, too. <laughs> I really All like right. this mythical beast, and you don't get to see it enough. No, you really don't. You really don't. I agree. Anyway, I, uh, I say, well, that's pretty harsh. Um, I'd offer to buy you a rent, but it looks like you're already uh, sitting on a, on a brand new one. Ah, true enough, true. There's no reason that we can't finish this round together, though, shall we? Sort of, like, Absolutely. raise their cups up to clink with yours, and in dwarven oh. tradition, proceed to drink an entire pint of alcohol in one go. <laughs> Down. And after they slam it and give a nice beardy belch, mm-hmm. the, uh, one that has been referred to as Richter, the one with two swords, looks to you and sort of, like, with his palm, like, points to the table you came from and says, well, by the looks of you and your friends here, it looks like you all could, uh, well, aren't afraid of any monsters, save for some blood spilt of dwarf-to-dwarf heritage and, well, I'm sure your friends like coin. How about we go on a little midnight adventure and go and put this monster in the ground? Well, absolutely. I'm interested. Let me uh, run it by my party. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, do you uh, know where this place, and you know where that place is? If you meet us there in about an hour, sounds good? Oh, oh, he's told me uh, where to meet them? Yeah. Okay. Uh, absolutely. I caught uh, Richter's name. Uh, what, was, what was your other name, sir? Oh, sorry. Forgive me. I'm about four of these in. <laughs> The first thing that goes is manners, as they always say every night. My th- my name is Thagarin. All right. I got that down. 
Okay, great. Well, sure. I will uh, more than likely meet you, and I'll go run in by my party. Now let us know what you think, and we'll see you there. All right. And they sort of Next sit there and grab back over to everyone. Yeah. Let's say, hey, you all feel like killing something tonight? Has it killed something? Yes. Yes. All right. Will we be back on the morning? Right here and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a surprisingly bloodthirsty party for a bunch of people who just got done exploring. Yeah, right. Um, but in character, Tenshi's just more like, don't, don't we have a train to catch in the morning? Yeah, we can sleep on the train. train you know. I'm more worried about getting back in time. That would be there's more there's no bell that's going to ring to tell us to come back this time. This is true. But we'll also have the uh, rising sun to tell us. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, I guess. <laughs> so... Can, he make it, uh, can I make an arcana check to know what they were talking about? I mean, I could try a survival, because I know this thing's fucking deadly. Right. Hmm. <laughs> um, it's a... I would, I would have to still say it would be a nature call. It would still be a nature check. Yeah, I got a... Three... To, no, five total on that, so nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, Ogden doesn't know it, but he might be leaving. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so, and have we gotten the benefit of a long rest yet? Like, are our are all spells recharged or anything? Yeah, yeah. Over the course of your day and a half travel back to this town, I would say you guys are all recharged. All right. And can I prep different spells? Yeah, I think that that's fair. Okay. Yeah, I forgot. Clerics don't have to keep to the spells that they choose. That's kind yep. of the beauty of them. Alright, well, so I'm going along with whatever. Yeah, let me just throw this out there, because a lot of a lot of you guys kind of regularly ask to use Arcana as kind of a catch-all skill. Yeah. So this is what Arcana does. Arcana check measures your ability to recall lore about spells, magic items, eldritch symbols, magical traditions or rituals, the planes of existence, and the inhabitants of those planes. So you could use it to intuit things about outsider creatures or... Um, the Fae? I'm sorry? The Fae? Yeah, the Fae, certainly. Oh. So you're like, cool, I'm covered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it wouldn't be for all creature types. Okay. Even if that creature happened to have some magic abilities, it just does not own. Right. Perfect, perfect example for this situation is something like a blink dog. Uh, blink dogs, well, I guess, shit, blink dogs are fey, aren't they? Um, a displacer beast. A displacer beast is like a panther with tentacles on its back. It, it is magical, has magical abilities, but it is still an animal. So right, okay. I, I think it's actually a monstrosity. But yeah, that would be a nature check still. Okay, that makes sense. So, uh, are, are you guys gonna follow Ogden's lead and investigate this matter? Yeah. Or? I'm totally in. Okay. So, you guys come up to the pair of rust dwarves that you saw in the tavern earlier after a nice, filling meal. And, uh, they're just standing there speaking in dwarven until the one who's using his spear just as much of as a device for murder, but as well as a uh, walking stick, 
sort of sort of taps it on the ground to register. He sees you all approach and goes, in common. Ah, hello. It's good to see you all join us. Care, care for a bit of killing? Here to kill something? That's right. Did your uh, friend tell you what it worth going to kill? Oh, yeah. It's a big, long, uh, legless camel thing with a really long neck. What's the camel? Thing that we're going to kill. <laughs> yeah, about that. So. Yeah, I would actually know what a camel is. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Never mind. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Now be wary, our friend who passed away in the last time we fought it, he dropped to death at nearly making eye contact with the beast. Mm. Oh. Can I can I do a nature check to figure out with that clue plus sure. the camel? Absolutely. Reference? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, fourteen? Um, yeah, I'll give it to you, but I won't tell you much about it. Um, okay. so putting those two things together and kind of thinking on it real hard, you have read about these before. Uh, what you're go- gonna be fighting is called Cobbletopas. You remember it having this death stare, but you don't think that eye contact is a part of it. It just has to, it just has to look at you to do it. But you don't really remember anything else about what a couple to pass is or what it's capable of. Okay. Just that it has that death stare. So I'm gonna go to my party and be like, before it's like a camel to pass. Is that what you said? Couple? I've never heard of this creature. That's fine. It's a catabol. <sighs> It's so weird because it gets pronounced very, very differently in like every culture. Um, Looking at it, was survival check also? No. Kind of for figuring out what it is. Okay. Or at least knowing what its death stares. Nah. So it's it's not necessarily if we look at it, it's if it looks at us. Right. Well, fun. You know. Oh, that is a weird word. Yeah. Kind of on a off topic. Uh, that's gotta be the loneliest goddamn creature in the world. <laughs> Can't look at anything or anybody. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, makes it easy to hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, except the fact that it can kill you just by staring. Not like it hunting for food. I suppose so. All right. So what? Uh, what now? Well, do you have any uh, suggestions for how we could defend ourselves against that? Not a clue. We imagine that we will just try and cover the ground between us and it as quickly or quietly as possible. Did your friend have a shield up at all? No, you'd be quite surprised to ever see a rust or favor shield. Ooh, ooh, rare tenchi idea moment. What if it looks at itself? Hmm. Do we have a mirror? One of the dwarves just looks at you. Man, it's a shame that you can't trade in some of those inches of height for some fucking brains. <laughs> I mean, 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is it trying to uh, view us. What if somebody were able to sneak in all quiet like and say slip a bag over its head? It's got tusks. I don't know how well that would go. Could try and blind it somehow. There's a novel idea. Or use dark, darkness to our advantage if it can't see us, you know, in the darkness. Well, that know. was our idea. So you could tell that that's something we've thought about considering the time of day we're going to go kill this thing. True. Hmm. If somebody has is good at ranged weapons, maybe they could try to blind it, take out its eyes. We do, but he's not here yet. <laughs> The um, ranger will be with us shortly. <laughs> about an hour, according to what he said. Yeah. So, uh, but you you guys have been walking and talking this whole time. The, uh, yeah. the rust dwarves tell you everything they know, which is a pretty short list of information, but it is gorging itself in a field in one of the farmer's farmlands. And the farmer is the person who put the contract out to kill this thing. So, All right. You guys are pretty much upon the farmer's farmlands, and uh, do you guys have any other like preparation that you want to try and put together before you go out into the field? To... Uh, yeah, how does uh, swapping out spells work for a uh, cleric? I imagine you pray for new ones at the start of every day, right? Right. So, I already said that I wanted to get rid of Bane for uh, protect or detects evil. Right. However, would it be alright to get rid of Lesser Restoration for uh, Blindness, Deafness? I think it's a little too perfect for this situation. Yeah, it really is. Okay, you're right. (laughs) Oh god, we are so screwed. (laughs) So, will it be asleep? Haven't the ability to tell you. We last time fought it, it was at morning. Alright, well, maybe if we can sneak up on it, who knows? Because what I was thinking is I could mage hand, like, a a bag over its head. I liked that idea. <laughs> it would give it, you know, brief pause, maybe, enough to get a couple attacks in. Well, you can see right there, and you can just guys can see a path that maybe 10 feet wide has been trampled through a cornfield. Imagine it's probably down that way. Okay. Um, bag to be able to use for. That's actually a very good question. This, the mayhem. I mean, some of us probably have backpacks. I think I do. Hmm. Maybe like a cloak or something. A know. shirt. Ted, she's got extra shirts in his backpack. That's probably about it. <laughs> okay, we can use the shirt. All right. I mean, it's just one possible option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we scoffed at the idea of the mirror, but how do we know that doesn't work? That's true. Maybe it can catch a look of itself in Ogden's shiny armor. No, I'm thinking an actual literal mirror. 
Well, do any of us have them here? You're going to have to go find them. How far out of the town are we by now? Um, not terribly. I mean, let's say a mile out of town center. Hmm. It wouldn't be a bad backup. No, it wouldn't. So, I'm wondering if, in fact, not having a line of sights, uh, if the thing can't see you, if you're covered behind something, it can still affect you. Yeah, that's why I was asking about So, any chance any of the uh, stores are still open? Any chance I could find, like, say, a tower shield? Um, I mean, no. The, when you guys left town and everything was closed for that, except for the inns. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Huh. I like the shield idea, I like the bag idea, and I think the mirror is, you know, worth considering. Yeah. But the rust stores don't seem to think that's a good idea. Well, the rust stores also died. One of them did. One of them did. I mean... Well, and there's the other problem, is where are we going to get a mirror? Everything's closed. Oh. 10 to 1 says an inn has a mirror? I would never go 10 to 1. <laughs> We've made that very clear. Yep. Okay. How fast can you run a mile, Tenchi? <laughs> you can run back and get a mirror. You're big, you're tall. Land speed of 40, so probably faster than any of you. Probably. Uh, yeah, I can try and run back and grab a mirror and then come back. I'm willing to wait. Take like a 20 minute break. The rust dwarves okay. seem that you guys are pretty dead set on this, so they'll guard the pathway while he goes and does that. Alright, sounds good. Alright, so I just start running off to... Back to the inn. Do you all want to do anything while he's off doing that? <coughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, since we got, like, 20 minutes, we got to sit down and cast uh, Augury as a ritual. Okay. And just ask about this whole uh, using cover to avoid the uh, Catablopez's uh, gaze. Wheeler oil. We just call it a camel pack and get it over Camel menthol. There it is. And that's... It's woe and what? Wheel and woe? Wheel and woe. Actually, it's supposed to be some sort of, like, omen, uh, a vision that my god gives me. Right. <laughs> but the... the Well, no, it's you're supposed to receive an answer of, uh, of one of the two of those, or both or neither. Yeah. Um... The answer you receive is neither. Oof. Mm. Oof. Your god is not awake. Please try again later. That's not what that means at all. So hiding behind something is not favorable? It's not that it's not favorable, but it's just that it's... It doesn't grant advantage, but it doesn't give us disadvantage. It's a neutral answer, so take that as however you mean it. It is a neither good nor bad strategy. It simply exists. Yes. Well, that's better than... Let's run up and stare at it. Well, hold on. You said we're in a cornfield, right? Well, at the at the entrance to one, yeah. What if we uh, use some of the uh, 
foliage around here and set up like a dummy. Just like a little scarecrow or something. Sure. Maybe use that to kind of uh, hopefully draw its attention. So that if it's focusing on something that can't be insta-killed, we can run up and smack it to death. Assuming it's a wick. Right. And then you can hold the... You can put one of Tenchi's shirts on it. Too bad Tenchi's not here. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Something like he that. He probably left the shirt with you guys thinking, yeah. okay, yeah, we're going to use it as a bag here. Hmm. So you probably have this ratty, old, patchwork-looking shirt. Yeah, I definitely intuited that as that Ben is holding an extra shirt. Yeah. That is bigger than she is, yes. I kind of like the idea you, of somebody like holding it and like making it move around and trying to gain. How many uh, how many pounds can you lift with your mage hand there, Ben? It, the mage hand can uh, exert five pounds of pressure. Yeah. So if we could get like a couple of sticks and a, a hat or something and put the shirt on it, that's about five pounds. Have her mage hand a little scarecrow running across the way. Uh, maybe. Bring even, if we could rig it up so that it would work, it would bring even more attention to it if it would have a torch. Because it's the middle of the night. This something is true. Dark this is true. Running across the cornfield isn't going to be as noticeable as something dark with a light running across the cornfield. Mm-hmm. All you would have to do is lash a torch on the end of the steps. Yeah. Now, consider this, though. If she's, if Vin's busy using Maycan to make a scarecrow essentially walk across the thing's field of vision, She's not going to be available to bag ten. So, which strategy do we like better? Well, who's to say that she has to be the one holding the scarecrow? Otherwise, you're putting a person in the line of fire. Yeah, I would hesitate to put anyone holding the scarecrow because this thing can kill you if it gets. So, if anyone's anywhere near the scarecrow, that's yeah, that's that's a needless. Risk. Well, if it's looking at the scarecrow. And you're hidden underneath the horn. I mean, all it would have to do is look down and see you. I think uh, I think Bork is uh, assuming there might be coverage. This scarecrow could be like running through, right? Like tar- tall horn or yeah. or something. I mean, it's not a bad idea, but still, it seems like a needless risk. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Let's I go mean, ahead. And, uh, I that we have like. Time, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and see if we can uh, find a bunch of sticks and fashion a big ship scarecrow together. Who wants to give me a, a survival check? Sure. Oh, it's a shame. Just then she does survival. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really know what else of a check that would be. If anyone's got a yeah. suggestion, I'm open to it. Uh, that actually brings up a good question. Can Bork assist? Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. So, right, so okay, total. you make a, you make a a marginally acceptable scarecrow. All right, okay. I like this idea rather than running in blind because yeah. we know what happened to uh, the Rust Wars compatriot, and we try we'd like to you know avoid that again. It's okay, you can just bring me back. Um, Tenchi, you're at the inn. Yay! So I kind of I throw up the door. I'm a little winded, not entirely. Sure. Mile probably is available. So I kind of go up to the dwarf that I know that owns the bar, and I, I kind of look down at him and go, do, do you have a mirror? Like a, a, a big mirror? Uh, 
Yes. What do you need it for? Uh, there, 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 there's a, a, a camel flab of glass. Camel, <laughs> camel flab is There's a legless camel thing with a long neck somewhere in the cornfields nearby. And we're helping those rust wars fight it. And apparently it can kill you if it looks at you. And my thought was if it looks at itself, maybe it'll kill itself. I see. And um, there are no shops open to buy a mirror from, so I'm thinking, borrow one of yours? Level, level with me. Do you think I'd get this mirror back? Uh, I make no promises. 50-50. Well, take the mirror. I'll bring it out to you. And if you bring it back and it's broken, just give me a couple gold. How about that? Okay. It's the least I can do. Okay. So he comes back out to the public area in a moment with this mirror that's as tall as he is. Um, and you can take it. I just pick up the mirror and shove it under my, one of my arms and kind of do that big, awkward, almost like I'm trying to carry a big painting carry and just run out the door. Yep. Didn't even thank him. <laughs> You know, as I as I you know go out the door, it's like okay, thanks, bye. So anything, you know, I'm on the clock here. Yeah. Um. Then you doing anything while they're making a scarecrow and he's delivering a mirror? <laughs> um. I mean, no. I think I'm just gonna <laughs> critique Enjoy. their scarecrow making right. abilities. It's a shame you don't have a disguise spell, otherwise that'd be real handy. So I have invisibility. That could help. I want an alias sneaking up on it, yeah. Or somebody can. So if it's oh, actually, if it can't see you, can it use its gaze on you? We don't know. Hmm. <laughs> this is a lot of unknown variables. Yes, it really is. So we have like five plans that are all a little half-baked. Yeah. This is a lot of risk for, uh, what are you guys getting paid for this, by the way? 100 gold. <laughs> Oof. That's half a hookah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback that no one's going to get. Doesn't matter. I appreciate it. Well, Ben can hold the scarecrow, and then somebody can be invisible. Or would it be one or the other? Concentration spell. Oh, that's a good point. Is invisibility concentration in Meijian as well? I'm gonna look it up. Well, out of character assessment of this whole thing, yeah. if we have an invisibility spell, why don't we cast it on somebody else to hold the scarecrow? That would right. leave her free to use magic hand. Or, why don't I cast invisibility on somebody else and then they just go blind the sucker? Or fucking nail it. Punch uh, it in its eyes. Like, cut off its neck. Yeah, hopefully. That's assuming we get close enough and not alerted. How yeah. you hit something on him with your little mage magic thing? By what? You've got a magic hammer. I, scary oh, thing. that thing? I think it's only like 40 feet. Let me check. Range is 60 feet. Well, then you can hit it with that. 
forgot that to the hide. Hide behind the shield. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it'll be okay. I mean, what's the word? Well, what? Are you on? <laughs> but but back to the question: Is it are they both concentration or? Okay, so the invisibility is concentration up to one hour. Okay. Right, that's good. And <laughs> Mage hand is not is not a concentration spell. Not. Okay. So both can be done at the same time. Yeah. That's handy. So you could do the mage hand and hold the scarecrow, have somebody be invisible and just go after the sucker and try to blind it while Ogden does his spirit hammer. And hide behind my shield. And hide nope. behind the shield and tries to attack it. Now bear in mind, you have to use your action to move the hand. So he wouldn't be able to move. Uh, no, that, that was directed at me. Yeah. And if the hand moves more than 30 feet away from you, it disappears. Okay. Oh, it's only 30 feet? Wow. That's a cantrip. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just supposed to, like, pick things up when you're outside of jail cell and you can't reach it. Yeah. Or, you know, be sort of like an assistant in your alchemy lab. Like, I don't want to get up from my desk. Give me the eye of Newt, you know? Yeah. Or, I would use that all the time. Alright. Alright, I think we have a pretty good plan. <laughs> Okay. And then there's just going to be Tenchi with a murder. So, who am I... Who am I turning invisible? Probably one of the dwarves. Or maybe Bork. Bork. You, you can screw some shit up. We're really good if, uh, if you get in within melee range. Put Hunter's Mark on it mm -hmm. and Divine Smite it. Exactly. Hoping Divine Smite works, but yes. I'm fairly certain you can smite anything. Oh, nice. And I would also give everybody 1d4 full damage for their weapons. Well, if they're close to you when you do it. Within uh, yeah, 30 within feet. Within 30 feet. Okay. Alright. Well, once Tenshi gets back, let's give this a shot. Um, also, uh, as soon as you cast Invisibility on, uh, on Bork, I'm going to cast Sanctuary on him. So that... Uh, it wards a uh, target creature. Uh, if it's targeted with an attack or a harmful spell, the creature must first make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attacker's spell. Cool. Hopefully that works for gaze attacks. Because, I mean, it is an attack. So, we'll see. <laughs> well, it does say target, so... Yeah. Doesn't work from area of effects such as the explosion of a fireball, but it doesn't say anything against like rays and whatnot. Right. Well, ray is a ray is an area of effect. A cone is an area of effect. It's just not a explosion. Ray? Well, yeah, it's it's a line. You hit everything in a line. Oh, I thought a ray was just a pinpoint. All right. Oh, I mean, I guess it depends on like the ray. Yeah. Like if you're shooting something with like a ray of frost, yeah, it's just like a hits the target. Okay. The only problem right. with Sanctuary is that if you attack or cast a spell that affects the enemy creature, the spell ends. So it would only help you in getting up to 
And once you attack, you're probably going to lose your visibility and your uh, sacred ring. Does invisibility wear off if the uh, invisible creature attacks? Then. I know that that's the case for like lesser invisibility, mm -hmm. but I don't know if that that is now transferred to regular invisibility. Mm. Well, hell, instead of uh, sanctuary, it might be better to use uh, enhance ability on you. Yes. Uh, do you want to try to set up also, um, just in case it works? Uh, the mirror, like at the end of, like the scarecrow could lead the creature to the mirror, and then that's a thought. So that you know, it, it's it's set up and it's there. Yeah. <laughs> and try to use the scarecrow to kind of divert its attention and bring it over towards the mirror in the hopes of that working. Yeah, the invisibility spell only lasts until they attack or cast the spell. Okay. Okay. So yeah, once you attack, you'd be. Alright, well, if I can get up to its neck and just grapple its neck, it wouldn't, if I got up close enough to the head, it wouldn't be able to look back at me. Hopefully. As long as I was able to stay on and hack at it. Yep. Alright, well. Alright. Alright, Tenchi's there now. Okay. Cool. With so. the mirror. Just this sizable mirror that's capable of covering up the dwarves. Yeah. All right. Great. Let's uh, fill attention on the uh, different plans that we have. <laughs> the scarecrow with the torch leading it to the mirror, um, orc sneaking up while invisible, and uh, with enhanced ability cast on him, and he's just going to clobber the thing. Fine, smite that bitch. Yep. Yeah. Are we gonna have all of these running at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then. It's a very Scooby Doo plan. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, but you know, it's just crazy enough to work. So let's let's put some things to motion. Let's cast some spells. Okay. All right. Oh, are we like right near where it is now? Well, we're on the trailer. Well, you mm -hmm. guys, yeah, you guys are standing outside of the cornfield that the rust dwarves are telling you it's it's in. Okay. Yeah. Great. Do they have an idea on its present location, or is it just going to be kind of like searching for it as well? Well, they point down the pathway of dead corn and say, probably that way. Well, hmm. I mean, invisibility lasts an hour. It'd probably be fine. Yeah. I can cast it now. Yeah. Well, enhance ability lasts an hour, too. Sure. Concentration. Why the hell not? Well, that and uh, I think our idea was to use the scarecrow to kind of bring it to us. Yeah. And as well as to avert its attention to the scarecrow. And did we still want to try to light a torch to kind of bring some light as like a beacon? Mm -hmm. So that it hopefully focuses on the light. Yeah, that seems like a very good idea. How are you going to attach the light to this flammable scarecrow, though? We could use, you know how scarecrows normally have a center stick or whatnot going through them? The center stick could actually go all the way up through it. And then we can have the torch up at the top, mm -hmm. and then try to rig it so that the arm of the scarecrow is attached to it, so it kind of looks like it's holding up the light above its head. Does anyone have a uh, hat or something we can put on the top of the scarecrow? Nope. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I've got 
an officer's uniform? I, uh, I can volunteer my helmet. Put it on the top of the stick. Alright. As long as it doesn't weigh more than five pounds. Well, I feel like a helmet would weigh more yeah. than five pounds. <laughs> a plate mail helmet? Yeah, probably. That's true. If this thing is not already close to five pounds. Mm. Yeah. Can I just say that I, I have just a, a light hat of not no. any sort of like special armor or anything. It's no. just kind of <laughs> you It just will be get, fine. Don't just get is this an intelligent creature? Or is it just like an animal? None of you know, apparently. Yeah. I'm thinking it's gonna be an animalistic. Alright. Alright, so who's invisible? Are there spells being cast? How much longer are we going to spend talking about fighting this thing instead of just fighting it? All night. Another thing I realized, Enhanced Ability and Spiritual Weapon are both concentration spells. So I can either give you a bonus to hit... Uh, don't worry about it, one. Okay. Alright, so I'll cast Invisibility on you, I guess? Alright, I'm invisible! Alright, Bork, you are now invisible. I've been waiting to use that one for so long. <laughs> so are we just leaving the thing to me who's holding the mirror? No, we are going to put the mirror off in a different section. Okay. And then, try no. and use the scarecrow to lead it to the mirror. Okay. I, I remember that part. It's yeah. just like we never set up set where we were setting up the mirror because I thought Tenchi was just going to be holding the mirror. Another thing that we, we, we didn't bring up, I don't know how we could use it, but I just want to bring it up because it's a cool feature. We got some pretty kick-ass um, things from that water person. I believe somebody now has the ability to like summon or, or, or is it summon or control water? Oh, she could create water create too. Create water. Yeah. Wait, so can you create backup, water? Backup, we could do something. All right, it is. You cause the water level of all standing water in the area to raise by as much as 20 feet. There's no standing water in the area, so I don't know how irrigation. I don't. I don't think you can. <laughs> We're you, not did not, you did not. You did not just say irrigation. <laughs> yes, I did. You did not just go. Well, we're standing in a field of corn. Obviously, there's enough water in this. You can't just make a pool of water out of the the, the enriched soil. What the fuck. Well, no, like you know how normally there's like channels of water to to irrigate. Yeah, yeah, some some of them. Some fields have irrigation systems. I've seen it. I have I have traveled across the country and I have seen that. That's cool, but that is not standing water. Technically, yes, it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's and not the pipes. It's actually like small little rivers. I understand you're what you're saying. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I understand what the fuck irrigation is. <laughs> but I'm telling you that the poultry amount of water that is not standing, it is running through the area is not enough for, for, for Vin to be like, okay, time to make a fucking lake out of nowhere. Alright. I just, okay. I appreciate, I, just, I appreciate I what you're going for. The, the, the thing that we got, and I was like, hey, we, we can use it. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I think it's a good place for your head to be at, but I'm not yeah. sure that, it, that this is something that's going to help. Okay. Alright. No blood bending? No, no blood bending. <laughs> okay. So, do you guys start walking down this pathway? Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
stealthily. We're walking stealthily. Okay. So half pace then. And you guys want to two give... of our uh, heavier people have the uh, elven boots, so uh-huh. we should be fine on stealth, right? Yeah. We're now no longer at a disadvantage. Yeah. You're not. You're not at advantage. You're just not at disadvantage. Disadvantage. So you are. You are neutral. But the rust dwarves are at disadvantage. Alright, is a scout go up? That's no, maybe. I don't know, I'm not in charge of your scarecrow. Alright, I'll I'll be carrying the scarecrow. With your mage hand? <laughs> no, just with my regular hand. No. No Vin. Alright, so you guys walk down this pathway for let's call it about a hundred feet. Um, all of the corn that isn't eaten in this pathway is, like, rotten. Like, rotted away and dead. So it's mm. kind of, like, mushy, corn-gross you're walking Probably on. Probably smells horrible, too. Uh, is it corn that's yes. standing by us not molded and No, gross? it's, like, it's like almost a perfect 10-foot wide, like, let's call it, like, 15-foot wide, just, like, path of death. So it, okay. Well, that's terrifying. Yup. This thing has cone vision. Well, I would just I, like imagine like the 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 wake of a cockatrice sort of thing. Oh yeah. Oh god. Or a basilisk or whatever England mythology creature that killed everything it walked past because it's a mythological representation of the plague. Yep. All right. We're walking right towards it. Yep. All right. Represent- <laughs> okay, so like I said, about a hundred feet or so down, and you can see up ahead that there is a big, like forty-foot circle of a clearing, and there is something in the in that clearing up ahead. Let's say it's seventy feet away. Seventy uh, feet. I raise my shield. And she very quietly says, maybe we should be in the middle of the path? Yeah, probably not. But sneaking through the corn is going to make more noise. I Um, say quietly. A lot of noise. Alright, so who's moving forward in what formations? Alright, so can you describe the creature again? Um, What do we see? Getting a better look at it, uh, it is... Probably about 15 to 20 feet long from tip of its long tail to the tip of its long neck. Um, Its body is is stubby, um, small by comparison. It's it's not even like a third of its entire length. But its tail ends in a club-like appendage, and its its head at the end of a long neck rests on the ground. It has almost pig-like features or like warthog-like features for a face, and with a pair of uh, tusks sticking out of its mouth. It seems to have a singular cyclopean eye that is closed. Alright, so it's asleep. Alright, well, I think we should try the invisibility, and then after... um, work becomes visible, we can do the distraction mirror uh, scarecrow. thing. Scarecrow thing. Well, he's invisible for an hour, so he's got plenty of time. Oh, you mean after he attacks? Yeah, after he attacks. Okay. I don't know. Great. Well, in that case, 
Orc, where are you? I want to slap a spell on you. Okay. I uh, cast full strength on him. Okay. Alright, I guess I'm sneaking up on this thing. Alright, go ahead and give me a stealth roll. Yeah. But you're not disadvantaged, so that's good. Okay. Uh, it doesn't help me. I got a six. Okay. I hide behind my shield. <laughs> Tenchi reaches into his pocket. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, the rust dwarves have been a part of your plan, and their plan is once it looks like battle has started, it's, they're just going to run in and do what rust dwarves do best, and that's apply weapon to monsters. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's <the> problem. <laughs> um, so does it wake up from my six or, or, or move so, from so, my... So here's six. what happens. Um, you get within 30 feet of the creature when uh-huh. it's... When you see its ears, like, flap a little. And then it sort of lazily raises its head and looks right at you. A shiver runs down my spine. And then it sort of, like, looks... Past your right, past your left, up and down a little bit. And then just sort of rests its head down, but its eye is open and looking in your direction. Oh, shit. Ooh, I'm going to do Hunter's Mark on it. Okay, you are no longer invisible. Oh, well, shit. I'm dead. <laughs> uh, it is going to use its death gaze on you. Make a constitution saving throw. Well, I, uh, th- that was part of the plan. Yeah. He's doing Hunter's Mark on it and then going up. <laughs> no, no, no. Go Nobody ahead. told me not to do that. Okay. All right. Well, I'm dead. Constitution right. saving Yeah, no. I botched. I'm dead. Well, Bye, guys. You, what did you roll? Because that's, that's important. I, I literally botched. I, I got a one. Okay. So you're going to no, take... No, I'm dead. No, Bye, guys. No. Stop it. <laughs> you don't know what you're about to receive. Stop pretending. You take 20 ne- necrotic damage. What? You take 20 necrotic damage. Okay. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Bears endurance instead. Oh, well. And, um, roll initiatives. Here we go. <laughs> Yay! Thank god I get fucking... That did not help. Like, at all. God damn it. Sounds delicious, Lord. Bits chocolate. Oh, nice. It's definitely delicious, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chocolate and beer, dessert of choice. Very nice. All right, Ogden. Beer. Ogden, what's your initiative? I thought this was a cider, but it turned out to be a beer, which was kind of Ogden's initiative is a 15. Oh, my God, I'm getting beaten up by fucking cleric. Four. Uh, three. Mm. Oh, not the end of the Tenchi. Nine. Then. Seventeen. 
Pew Pew lasers. Pew Pew lasers. Um, pew Pew, will, she's probably gonna be able to out damage all of us. It will actually be the Rust Wards um, who spring to action first. The uh, Rick, um, what did I say his name? Rictor? Uh, yeah, Rictor. Rictor um, will have, already has his two swords in his hand and he just runs forward. With impressive speed for a man of his stature. Um, doesn't close the distance, but in a fit of anger that he can't get there close enough, he just throws one of his blades at the beast. You know... Did he crit? I got a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bork, how much HP do you have left? Oh, <laughs> You probably have, like, what, 12 points? 18. 18? Okay. So, I just want to put this out there, that I, I rolled terrible damage. I rolled 8d8, and I, did, I dealt 20 damage to you. I could have killed you with that attack. I didn't, which makes me so frustrated. But then I fucking crit my own monster. <laughs> So, my Cobble to Voss is going to take fucking 13 damage from my own fucking NPC. Uh, the, the other Rust Dwarf is going to um, raise his spear, and a storm cloud is going to appear, and a bolt of lightning is going to strike the Cobble to Voss and deal it 15 damage. Jesus. It is now Vin's initiative. Okay. So should I just attack this thing, or are we going with our plan? I think our plan is... I think our plan is attack. Fuck the plan, we're gonna attack. Um, Eldritch Blast, that's what I'm doing. Well, it's 70 feet away, you're gonna need to get closer. Ow. Uh, Range is 120 feet. Oh, that's right, I forgot. Yeah, she's fine. (laughs) I thought it was 60 for some reason. Alright, yeah, uh, roll to hit. Is she still getting the empowerment from that shard? Yeah. Oh, um... <laughs> 18 plus 5, I think? Yeah, you hit five? it. Yeah, this thing is not exactly hard to hit, so... Okay. So you ro- so roll, roll your regular course. damage and then add 10. So that is uh, 20. Okay. (laughs) A big burst of gilded energy just like flies down the fucking pathway and slams into this thing. Uh, Ogden, it's your initiative. Alright. And I'm, what, 70 feet away you said? Yes. How close is Bork? Uh... I said it's because he's, I stopped. I stopped at thirty. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it responded to her when she got thirty feet. Okay, so I can't feet. make it quite to him. But um, I will. I will uh, actually, I will stay right where I am, and cast guiding bolt on it. Okay. Uh, flash of light streaks towards the creature of your choice within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 46 radiant damage, and the next attack roll make against the target before the end of your next turn has advantage. 
Oh, that's fine. Like glittering on the target until it ends. Range spell attack. Great. I rolled a 17 plus 5, 22 to hit. You got it. All right. Now 4d6. Can I borrow 4d6? Hmm. Only 12 damage, but the next melee attack has advantage on it. <laughs> and then I'm going to put my shield up. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can do that as a bonus action. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, okay. It is the Cobbleto Pasta's initiative. Uh, let's see if it's Death Gaze Recharges. It's Death Gaze what? Recharges. Oh, shit. A lot of monster abilities have a recharge, and all you do is you roll a die and on on each of its initiatives, and if you roll the right number, it gets its ability back. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. It makes them a little bit more scary, since they don't have, like, once daily uses. No, it's it's not even that. It's just that you know... Oh. Like as a as a player and as possibly as like a character, you know, okay, it has this ability, but it can only use it every so often. Well, it's like I think the perfect thing to relate it to when it comes to like three five is um, uh, Dragonborn in three five had breath weapons and they had it so, x x times a day, so they yeah. could in theory if they had it like four times a day, they could just on their initiative breath weapon, next initiative breath weapon, next initiative breath weapon. Whereas in this, they have breath weapon, and then they have to recharge it. Mm -hmm. So they might be able to use it on consecutive turns, but it's unlikely. Yeah. And this thing did not recharge its death game, so... Oh, good! Yay! The, it's the little miracles. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, however, it has taken notice to the plethora of enemies at its doorstep. And it is going to turn its its huge body and take its club-like tail. And now that it is awake and is being attacked, Bork is going to notice, just because of how close you are to it, that its tail that was once like a like a closed fist of just like lumpy bludgeon is mm -hmm. going to almost like flick its its fingers out and spines are going to be sticking out of it. Oh, that's great. And it's going to turn its body towards the pathway and swing its tail and flick these spines down um, at the party. And, and we're all in a cove together. Yep. And it's going to... Hit. Can it reach 70 feet away? Yeah. That's oh, a reach boy. of 100. Fuck. Holy <laughs> shit. So tenchy and... And Ogden just look at each other and go, God, this well, again? Yeah. Right? Well, it's, it's not a cone attack, um, thankfully. Oh, it's, it's, it's a lie. It's a, yeah, it's a targeted attack. Um, oh, okay. It's still not any better. So it's going to attack um, Ogden because you hit it and it's mad at you. <laughs> not fair. I'm not the only one who did that. Does a 25 hit you? Jesus. A 25 does hit my AC, yes. You take 11 damage. I've had worse. Yeah, and one of these spines is, like, sticking into your shield. <laughs> nice. Uh, They're not poisoned or anything, are they? No. Okay, good. But... Um, it just sucked. Yeah, it just it's just painful, you know? It's like someone mm -hmm. threw a fistful of daggers at you. 
And it is now Tenchi's initiative. Alright. Gonna get a little fun. Burning a key point, then I'm casting Step on the Wind, which means Dash is now a free action for this for this uh, and, not and, free action, bonus action. Right. Um and casting Dash. Casting uh, that is a what action? No, I'm going to burn my key point using oh. Step on the Wind. Gotcha, 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 and I get to cast otherwise, I guess. Yeah. And I'm gonna take Dash as my bonus action. Okay. So, so I can move up to eighty feet. Right. So you're going to be able to close the distance on this thing. Right. And then I'm going to climb up the snake. Like. Grapple it. Are you going to grapple it or are you just going to like try and traverse it like a, like terrain? Right. Yeah, I'm going to try and climb up it like it's a giant tree limb and I'm going to do stuff if I can get up Okay. There. So you use 70 feet of your movement to get to it and climbing yeah. is treated at half speed. So you're going to climb five feet up its neck. How long is his neck? Let's call it eight feet in total. Okay. Okay. So you could be theoretically anywhere on its neck that you'd want to be. Oh, wait, hold on. No, I have the athlete ability. Full climb speed. Okay, so you could oh. still be anywhere you want on this thing's neck. I'm going to go right up to its head. Okay, you are Okay. Get essentially mind, I'm on the back on of its neck? I understand. Okay. Yeah, and... Can I still take my attack action? Uh, well, before you do, the moment you're within 10 feet of this creature, you're going to be overwhelmed with how horrible it smells. Great, this is the second time I've been in this situation. Make a constitution saving throw. Oh, come on, buddy, don't tell me that. Oh, awesome. 12 total? You fail and are poisoned. That's great. A poisoned creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. <laughs> That's great. Would you like to attack this thing? Yeah, I'm going to try and stab it in the eye with my fist. <laughs> Shut up, know what I said. So, disadvantage on attack rolls. Well... It was a one and a six, so, you know. Right. So, what happens? You miss it. Okay. Uh, Bork, it's your initiative. Well, I still got Andrew's mark on this thing. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that I have. <laughs> um... So I'm gonna try to charge it, which I'm sure I can do. It's within 30 feet. I need to do 10 feet to charge, but I'm guessing once I get to 10 feet, am I gonna need to make a constitution saving throw? You got it. Yep. All right. All right. So this thing smells of death's armpit. That is a 19. Hey, you passed it. And you can't oh, be affected right. by this thing's stench for another hour. Alright. Does Hunter's Mark give me an advantage to hit, or is it... It just gives you extra damage if you connect. Okay. Okay, well... That's 
that is a 18 to hit. You got it. All right, so I've freaking charged this thing, and I've got Hunter's Mark, and I'm also going to Divine Smite this thing. I'm going to go on 11 and say you're going to kill this thing, but hey, man, you roll your damage. All right, sweet. All right, so let me count up my dice real quick. Okay. D12, D6 for Hunter's Mark, D6 for... Smite. It's Smite a, is actually it's 2D8, isn't it, for Smite? Yeah. There. That's a D8. That's a D8. And then I've also got a D6 from the charge. Or is it 5? Is it 5? No, it's just 5 damage. Yeah. And then I've got a plus 3 to my damage. And unfortunately, both strength doesn't actually give you a bonus to damage, making it a worthless fucking spell. Really? In 5 it doesn't give you a bonus? No, the target has advantage on strength checks and her fearing capacity doubles. Yep. Oh, rough. that's dumb. No, rough. it's not, like the original version it's not dumb. It's so stupid to just be like, it's just 33. so... 33, it's fucking very dead. <laughs> <laughs> Does she, like, chop off the neck of the stock and yeah. she just rides it down yeah, into the can ground? I, can I actually, like, kind of decapitated in the fact that I, I, I hit smack dab in the middle of the, the neck? Um... Or do I'm gonna you want me just like please? I'm gonna chest? say I'm gonna say since you didn't declare a called attack of any kind, but I still want to give you like finesse points. I'm gonna say that you're wielding a, a great axe, right? Yes. Uh, yes. So let's just say you chopped its neck off at its shoulders. Okay. Cool. Then she takes fall damage. <laughs> I would only be falling maybe five points. Not not even. <laughs> He takes, okay, takes five points of embarrassment. That's it. <laughs> hey, he climbed that thing. He ran very fucking fast. He did. Yeah! He did that thing that monks do. <laughs> yeah! It's almost like I did my job. Yeah. Very right. nice. So, uh, it's dead. Only my plan worked. Um, it's an effort, even if I botched my invisibility plan. At least you aren't poisoned. Well, Speaking of which... Yeah. Well, bear bear in mind, uh, you would know this, but this thing has keen smell and keen hearing. So, a Cobbletopas is very hard to sneak up on. Okay. So that plan was a little doomed from the from the onset. Okay. You, you revealing your position thirty feet out was just a side effect of that problem. Okay. So, how much longer is uh, Tenchi poison for? Because I have less restoration prep. I can easily slap it on him and get rid of his poison. In fact, I'm just going to do that. It's oh. it's it's until the start of his next turn. Oh. oh. So, seconds. Never mind, then. So, you know, I cough, I splatter, I go, <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, it smells like compost heap at home. Well, I mean, you'd have to make checks every at the start of each of your initiatives, but all you have to do is walk more than 10 feet away from this thing. Yeah, and obviously I would get up off the thing and just walk over to the edge of the cornfield and yeah. puke. Yeah, that being said, this thing smells of, like, death's taint, so anyone who gets close to it is going to have to deal with that. Question for the, the DM, bit. because I'm apparently immune to disease. Does that mean I'm immune to getting poisoned from this thing? Or no, no, just, yeah. this is being poisoned, not a disease. Okay. However, 
Ogden would have had, Ogden and the other dwarves would have had resistance uh, to being poisoned. Yeah. Correct. All right. Well, then I get away from it. So, yeah. <laughs> smelling. Oh, well, you're a mutant for the next hour. Yeah. Because you passed your first aid. Well, yeah, but, but you can but just the, dance there and it's well, uh, Immune to it mechanically is different than it wanting to tolerate it. so. Anyway, so I go up to the dwarves and ask if uh, if that was all of it. Yeah, we were only told that there was one creature to slay. And slay it is. Alright. You gotta chop off its head and bring it back to the person who committed you? Well, it looks like you've already taken care of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I do. Indeed. So, I take I, big things and make them into two. I want to wash it off first, though. <laughs> I understood. But, um, one of the rust dwarves walks over and just grabs it by the end of its tail and just starts dragging its body down the path. Jesus. As, well, man. As it sort of pretty quickly encases itself in just like a layer of the sludge and corn filth that this path is floored with. My it's point really is, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. I didn't ask. Alright, well, I guess that's everything. Yeah. Our good deed for the day. Okay. Let's go back to the end. Tenchi wants to slip this off like a bad hangover. Yep. I'm sour. Yeah. I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I start picking the spikes out of my chest. I cast mending on my armor to fix it. All right, so you guys make your way back to town. The Rust Dwarves eventually come to you and give your group 50 gold as the half of the pay for killing that creature. Ooh, that works. Well, looks like I messed another round. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the night is peaceful. You guys are all refreshed um, in vitality, spirit, and in smell. And, uh... Kakakaka, motherfuckers, it's the dawn of the next day. Let's rush to the, uh, take the horses and ponies and stuff and rush to the train. Yep. You know, as, as rushed as you can be, you know, at dawn. Mm-hmm. Alright, you guys get to the Ella Rail. Um, are you going economy class or first car? I kind of want first class. First class. So go ahead and dock your, everyone who's going first class, dock 50. Everyone who's going economy, dock 20. If you're putting... Who's not going first class is my question. Four kind of hesitates at going first class. But if everybody else goes first class, I guess they'll show up the money. Hey, I feel like you earned that 50 gold, so you can use it to buy yourself a first class ticket. You're the one that got the most injured. You know what? I'm fine with that. You damn near died. Yeah. There is a really fun thing about the Kabul Kabaz's death ray, is that if you fail to save really bad, um, it does double damage. Oh, oh, oh god. <laughs> is that what happened to Bork? No. No, I only took 20 damage. Oof. Only 20. Yeah. And all of my yeah. hit points, like, I would just be down. No, I would the, the, the special thing about the death... The, the big thing about the death rate is that it doesn't down people. It just kills them. If you go Even to zero... My, yeah, if, you, go, if I go down to like one... Or I go below one hit point, I automatically get restored to one hit point. Yeah, it, this, the ability also, says the target dies if they're reduced to zero. Whereas so no death save grows in no orc resilience or anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, it just murders yeah, so you. you. You got real lucky there, kiddo. And we did that for funsies, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind if of you like... Guessed, if you haven't guessed, my ability was going to be to punch it in the eye so it couldn't look anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> What's really funny to me is that, like, you guys spent, like, 40 minutes trying to, like, plot out how to take its eye out, and its its, its eyes are not exactly part of its ability, either. Its eye. Right. Well, uh, I we think it looks at you and you die, and it's just kind of that yeah. moment of... No, I totally understand why you guys went down that pathway, but I was just like... <sighs> well, it's... And it, why did it not kill me when I snuck up on it and only when it... Because it didn't see you. Yeah. Yeah, but he's saying that it, it doesn't have to do with the eyes. No. Yeah, it doesn't have to... Okay. It's not... My, my point is that it has to be able to see you, but it's not, like... A vision or lie. That yeah, it's, it's, it's not like the beam comes out of its eye. Okay. So it was aware of you, but it couldn't figure out exactly where you were. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you had rolled worse, or if it had rolled better, it it could have, like, pinpointed you and death-stared you through your invisibility, because uh-huh. it, like, just projects it in a place. Yeah. But okay. it couldn't pinpoint you, so that's why you kind of got away with that. Okay. A- a- anyway, mean, it's neither here nor thither. It's dead either way. Yeah, by that logic, if we had blinded it, it still would have taken out the ability. But uh, a... Okay, well, is going back to our original topic, is everybody going first class? Yeah, I'm going first class. Yes, and uh, is it assumed that we return the mirror to the dwarf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. we were walking to the inn, I would have been toting a mirror, I would have handed it back to him. and said thank you, but we didn't read it. Yep. I wanted to be that's, super that's rude and be cool. like, I wanted to be super rude and be like, Tenchi, when you put the mirror down to like run half a mile in, in, in two seconds... It shatters on impact with the ground, but I, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't need that victory. So, not too far from the truth. So that's something that actually happened in real life. I believe it. <laughs> anyway, so you guys are all on the yellow rail. Everyone's good. <laughs> hey, um, no, we're just going to take the fifty gold that the dwarves gave us to pay for your ticket. So you're down nothing. The rest of us are down fifty. Well, technically, I'm still down one to put my horse, right? Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Horse. 51. Good call. Hey, I'm in an even 440 now. All right. Um, anything that you guys want to do on your day and a half trip on the Elevator? I think I might uh, sit down and uh, sharpen my weapons, shine my shield, shit like that. And just just go I want to learn one of all good spells and put it in my book. Oh, shit. What? <laughs> I know this. So, I have this um, special book where I can learn other spells if I study them long enough and I can cast them as a ritual. Am I saying that right, Kenny? Yes? Yeah, it's first level spells. First level spell. First level plus. Just love to learn a first level ritual spell. It has to be a ritual though, right? Yeah. Does it have to be a ritual, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, of the first level ones, I can offer you detect magic, detect poison disease, purify food and drink, and that is it. Detect magic's not a bad one. 
Yeah, I'll take uh, Detect Magic. Alright, okay. so, kind of while I'm polishing up my armor and everything, I'm uh, telling her how to cast it. I'm, like, writing out the uh, the incantations and stuff like that. And yeah. I think I have to study it for, like, a bunch of hours, but we're on a train, so. Yeah, we got plenty yeah. of time to kill. Yeah. You have I just got a new spell! Yes. Alright. Like, I'm polishing my, 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 what is it, hammer? <laughs> Your Ricky Dink hammer? Yeah. yeah. Your your bobble. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, you you do that, and it's all you know, shiny, and not chrome. Mm-hmm. I get the reference. Yeah. Ted's <laughs> just probably just staring out the window for the first time on the whole rail because last time he was hunting a demon, now he actually gets to relax a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, he doesn't have anything to polish or clean. Okay. So it's a nice, simple, safe, and uh, fine day and a half trip. You managed to um, put Detect Magic in your in your Book of Shadows. Um, have Has anyone else handled the, the Crystal Shard yet, or is it, is it stayed in your possession the entire time? No. No, I don't think we've uh, had the opportunity to change hands. That yeah, seems pretty, uh, pretty much something that she's meant to have. Well, when he said that, I thought maybe it has a different effect depending on who's holding it, but nobody else is holding it. Well, I can, if we wanted to study it, you know, that that'd be fine. I could pull it out. Here, let me try casting a cure wound spell with while I'm holding that thing. See what it does. Okay. Um. So we're our, we're in our cabin. Yeah. Well, we. Talk- so I'm gonna shut. Shut and lock the door. Okay. Before I pull it out. Alright. Is there like a glass window or something, or can we just like get some privacy in here? Yeah, there's a there's a window. Can we cover it? Oh, you mean to the door for the hallway? Yeah. No. Yeah. There's no there's no window there. Oh, great. Okay. There's yeah, a sure. there's, there's so a there's a, a there's a peephole, but it's got like one of those like plates that you can like lift off or put back on. Oh, neat. Okay, cool. All right, so we're not not likely to get disturbed in here. No, I mean, and, and that's kind of one of those privileges that you get being on the first car, is <laughs> is like real privacy, not just kind of privacy. All right, sounds good. The pores sure. can't bother us. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll I'll pull it out, um, and hold that, pull it out to Ogden. Okay. All right. I'll go ahead and take that. All right. Anything happen immediately when I put my hand in it or no? I mean, imagine if you were a cell phone on 1% battery and then immediately went to 100% battery. Like, I, I don't know how to describe that sensation, but you were immediately, like, you, 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 just it being in your hand and touching your skin, you are immediately, like, just revitalized, awake, aware, like satisfied in all of your like earthly needs. Like you don't you're no longer thirsty if you were, you're no longer hungry if you were, you are not tired if you were. Um and for the first time in over a, like a week or a, a, no like four days, the first time then since you've parted with this crystal, you feel the desire to sleep. You have not 
get, like felt the need to sleep since you gained that crystal shard. Me? Yeah. Okay. So like you probably did sleep and it was probably pretty restful, but you did not need it. Mm, okay. So well, yeah. Hey, yeah, I you you feel hold on to this thing. Let's uh let's go ahead and see if this uh, has any sort of. Well, it's kind of hard to measure. Uh, let's see if my cure wounds packs any more of a punch. I cast cure wounds on Vin. Um, Vin is not hurt, so. Uh. Warwick up uh raises his hand and, and <laughs> offers to, to I don't know. Are you still hurt from uh? Wow. Unless I, I think you would have taken a. Like, I probably would have seen him, but at the same time, he probably still would have uh, volunteered to, like, I don't know, self mutilate to be healed. So. Alright. Well, we've got a really weird paladin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, self flagellation. Self flat. Yeah, I was going to say, exactly. Self flagellation for righteous fervor is not a new thing. So I, I take out, I don't know. I think you better put it Well, uh, let me let me stuff you right there before you go ahead and, uh, I don't know, do something you regret. I got my warhammer and smash my hand. God damn it. <laughs> Just, like, break all your fucking fingers. <laughs> Heal me, cleric. Cleric, I make boo-boo. All right. So should she roll damage for that first? I mean, are you really gonna do it? Like, yeah, I'm really gonna do it. All right, it's yeah, no, you, you, you success. Like, all right, I want you to make a a a um a wisdom saving throw. Me a wisdom? Yeah. Okay. To realize this is a bad idea. No, to to over like I don't know if you guys have I ever call my my self preservation. Yeah, exactly. Like. Like maybe. Cutting yourself is not an easy thing to do. No, like, not... in, intentionally and like awarely hurting yourself is something that every fiber of your being never wants to do. So, I got a five. Okay, uh, you 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 go and you like swallow your your pride and you swing, but you kind of like jerk and only break one finger. I can do better. As you say, through gritted teeth and tears. I think that's okay. Like, it's okay. Is this enough, or do you want me to... What more do you want? <laughs> I think we might have to have a sit-down conversation with you and your child. I just really wanted fucking Ham and Karn to, like, log in during this whole thing and be like, What's up, guys? Wait, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, minutes late. <laughs> Do you, do you want me to hit my hand again? How much damage did you do to yourself? Probably not much. I only broke my thumb. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. I think that it's so impressively moronic that, like, you guys are not thinking of any other way to test this ability. Like, <laughs> 13. All right, yeah, you're able to break your entire hand. Good job. <laughs> all right, it fucking hurts. Yeah. All right. Heal it. <laughs> <laughs> my hand. <laughs> your cure like your cure like wounds turns into an eldritch blast, and you take it off four times. <laughs> You're insane. You know that. Hurry it up! It hurts. Okay, I cast 
Gerald Hoops <laughs> on Bork's broken, mangled fucking head. <laughs> what spell slot are you using first? Um, yeah, we'll use first. Treat it as a fourth level cure wounds. Oh what? my god! <laughs> Okay, so 4d8 plus 3. Uh, can I get some d8s in here? You you heal the damage. Yes, I heal the damage. <laughs> okay, so that punches up my uh, cure wounds by 3 levels. That's kind of impressive. I can only safely assume that this augments magical ability. Is my hand freaking fantastic? It is. Feels it no longer do you even have like that stiff wrist that you've been complaining about. You that, weird, that weird crick in your wrist, yeah, that's yeah, gone. It's gone. <laughs> you wanna you wanna take a look at my back? <laughs> <laughs> if, you wanna, if you want, I can give you my hammer and you can break it. What's what's kicking my ass is like I had totally like perfect <laughs> responses for like all of your other spells. And you're like, no, I want to know the mathematical properties of my cure wounds now. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, you know what? I'm going to, uh, one, test detect good and evil to see if uh, that hammer of hers uh, is, is radiating in any sort of way. It is for Celestial, Elemental, Fae, Fiend, Undead, or Aberration. Um, you sense a Fae presence within 30 feet of you? Um, That's probably Fae. Yep. And there is a magically desecrated item on, uh, on, uh, Bork's person. Magically desecrated? <coughs> what does what magically desecrated mean? The opposite of consecrated. So, bad news, essentially. Evil magic. Okay, but you still can't have it. <laughs> oh, um, now that, like, this, this crystal shard has been, like, kind of exchanging hands, mm -hmm. uh, Bork, make a charisma saving throw. Oh, God. Thirteen. You feel like you want to ask to hold the crystal shard to see how you can use it. Can, can, can I test out that that shard? Yeah, sure. Here, come and take it from me. As uh, as he reaches out to touch me, I cast Protection from Evil on him. Okay. To get an extra saving throw against uh, being charmed. If he is charmed by that uh, hammer. Interesting. Um, you cannot target uh, Bork with that spell. 
Next up. Really? Oh. Oh. Yes. Because he's not a willing creature. Huh. Well, fuck. So yeah, you you extend your hand and like try to cast it, but you feel like you feel the magic like emanate out and get rejected. Even with the power of the crystal. Uh huh. I I know what I said. I'm having second thoughts about getting this crystal. <laughs> All right, well I take this freaking crystal. Shit. All right. Gee. Athletics. Me? Athletics. All yeah, right. I mean you're essentially making a grapple check at this point in my mind. Oh, is he not going like, to match it anymore? Alright, well, I'm going to take it. Am I counter-rolling? I, I imagine so. Yeah. Oh man, am I like Frodo in this situation? I'm sorry, and, like, what? the shard is the ring? I got Only I can take it without being corrupted? No, 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 that's not necessarily no, the case. That no, that shard isn't corrupted. Yeah, because the hammer is, uh... Yeah, yeah. Got me concerned. But right. I like I like the parallel you tried to draw there. I got a 21 on my athletics. What'd you get? And I quickly hand the crystal back to Vin. But I, I wanted it just so I could have it. Yeah, well, I wanted the hammer, and you wouldn't give that up either. We'll, we'll let you try it out later. Well, I pocket it. This is because I'm an orc, half-orc, isn't it? Grace has nothing to do with it. Oh. <laughs> Pulling the green card. <laughs> <sighs> no, Bork. It might be best for you not to handle that crystal you have that hammer in your possession. What's wrong with my hammer? I don't think you're you when you have that thing on you. You should eat a Snickers bar. Um, so, so he he said that you don't he doesn't think that you should have the hammer or have the shard when you have the hammer. You are interpreting that sentence as you're not you're not good enough to hold the crystal. You take that as a offense to your to your dedic. You take that as a as an offense to your dedication to your faith. Thing that I can't. Can't handle its power. I think the power is very much handling you right now. And I'm not strong enough to control my own actions. You just you broke your my, hand. My God will not protect me. Who is your God, by the way? I'll tell you in a second when I check what my character that? sheet. <laughs> Kira Doris. Kira Doris. Oh, that's right. My little bison horns. Yeah. The way I see it. He will protect me. Why won't you share the crystal? You, you got to hold it. Why are you any better than me? Not so much a matter of being better. It's a matter of, I think there are some outside influences at work here. Like? That hammer. Can you drop the hammer? I don't want to drop the hammer. Exactly. That doesn't mean anything. I could get rid of this hammer if I want to, but I don't want to. I'm not addicted. Do I really get angry at this point? Oh yeah. Would I actually try to. I mean, I, I mean, imagine that that someone just insulted your moral standpoint and called you morally bankrupt. You know. 
Get indignant. Get indignant -er. <laughs> Let's say, let's say we're already at indignant. That is your motivation. Triggered. But what would it drive me to become violent? Um, get triggered. So is it, is I mean, it that high? Because me personally, if I'm insulted, then I just get sulky and then run off. But well, but but you're not yourself. You're, you're I'm poor. not myself. Like, I am this. So, like, so would Bork get would, older? Yeah. How how does how does yeah how does Bork react to being? Uh, well, he's a half orc, so he gets hot-headed very easily. So he probably, oh no, he probably start throwing punches. All right, well, because Ogden was the one that insulted him, he's going to to, to punch Ogden. At this point, Tenchi comes into the room because he's probably heard this. By oh, now. I I kind of interpreted that you guys were all in the room. I thought you were in the room. Yeah, I didn't say I was. So. That's true, That's but. Fair. We're gonna see Yeah, whatever. My, you're you're in the room now. That doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, I'm in the room now. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna throw a punch and I'm gonna try to hit Ogden. So I'm probably not wearing my armor, so this is gonna be good. <laughs> yep. Thirteen. If I am not wearing my armor, yeah, that'll hit. Okay. So what would a punch be? Um, it's one, it's one point. Yeah, it's one point, but you are also smiting him. Oh, shit! I'm sorry, bro. And no, you're, you're not. And you're not using your smites for the day for this ability. This this power is coming from somewhere else. Okay, is it still the the two d eight? Yeah, it's still everything. It's it's the regular properties of your smite, but you're not uh, using your smites for the day. Would it also add my normal um, damage bonus? Because I've got a plus three to my damage um, with strength and all that. Yeah, you add your strength and you add the, the, the 2d8. So, so. that's already four. Um, so sorry, that's a 14 damage, bud. Yeah. Ouch. And uh, okay. you guys I have one question. Hold on, I'm explaining shit. Okay, sorry. So when you punch him, like, square in the chest, you are all going to see her fist's, like, trajectory, like, the trail or the pathway is going to create and leave a trail of black, embery smoke in its wake. Just answer my question. Yeah. Because uh, I was going to ask, does this smite look different from the ones that we've seen her do before? Uh, yeah. And it, it, yeah, also does, it also does not trigger the ability that Undyne gave her either. Interesting. So you guys don't get cold damage now, even though I just did a smite? No. Nope. No, but I'm going to restrain the shit out of you. You can try. You, oh, you, you can. I'm can I? Are we in? Can, is there like? A <laughs> um, can I just? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and give this to whoever speaks up. So. Okay, uh, I'm gonna cast hold person. Yeah. Okay. And you're right. holding the shard, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So you cast hold person. Make a saving throw. Me. Yes. All right. What is the saving throw added? It's a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And your DC is 13, right? Uh, yes. It's I just got a 14. Well, it's, well, her DC is actually plus 5 because of the shard. Okay, alright. So you well, are you are held. Alright. Alright. Can I just, like, smack the hammer out of her hand? It's not in her hand. No, don't touch it. I thought it was in her hand. No, it's not in my hand. It's on my person. Fancy, don't touch it. 
Yeah, we're not touching the hammer. Okay, hold on. Let me let go of me. Well, the idea was to not touch the hammer. It would just be like smack it out of her hand and then step on it. So I am using a sound trust with you guys. I take my uh, priest pack and just hoist it into it, trying not to touch it at all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ben still got the floor. Okay, so I've cast um, hold person. Can I cast mage hand at the same time? Uh, no, we're going to let him do the priest bag thing, and then we'll come back to you. And okay. After right. Kenji gets Dump out the contents of my priest bag, and uh, try and uh, use the bag to grab the hammer and drop it in there. What are you doing? Get away from my hammer! Um, you they, grab the hammer, they, and even the moment, it, the bare moment it's in your possession before you leaves your possession, make a charisma saving throw. Thirteen plus my charisma, grand total of fourteen. Um, you you grab it and you like have all the intention and in your facial expression, like everyone can tell. You're gonna go throw it in the bag and then you just. Oh, I was going to grab it with the bag. Oh, Whatever. like 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 if you're picking yeah, I up use dog the bag shit. To grab it, so I'm not physically touching it myself. Gotcha. S- still the case. So you grab okay. it and like you're holding it in your gloved hand of bag, mm-hmm. and you go to like encapsulate it, and you're just like, it's probably not that bad. Yeah, guys. It's not that bad. And in, um, Bork, you were immediate... The moment this thing has left your possession... The moment this thing has left your possession, Bork, you are no longer attached to this hammer in any circumstance, and you are immediately aware that you have been manipulated by some sort of external force attached to this hammer. We need to destroy this hammer. But you are also still being under the influence of a whole person. Stuff. <laughs> All right, so I we don't know. We not touch this hammer, <laughs> and we need to destroy it. All right, I'm going to trust you and let you go. Are you going to punch any more of us? Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going yeah. to give the floor to uh, Frodo here, or Tenshi, uh, because okay. so, you guys have all well, been doing stuff, so. Well, I mean, the only thing I was going to do is restrain Bork, who's no longer in need of restraining. So you could restrain... I mean, I could restrain Ogden, I guess. Yes? Um, Yeah. I just Uh, don't want to rob you of an opportunity to interact with this situation. Like, yeah, I guess in the meantime, I'll restrain Ogden to keep him from doing anything with the hammer or trying to get his hands on the crystal. Okay. So the crystal, it's in her pocket. So yeah, but you know where it is. Yeah. Uh, that's plus my dexterity. Uh, so it's eighteen. And I guess my athletics. No acrobatics. Uh. Yeah, okay, it's 18. The grapple one. Alright, and what's your rebuttal roll? I guess... Athletics or athletics? acrobatics? Oh, actually, 18 as well. Okay, so you guys are, are, are rustling each other with no one having the higher, the upper hand in it. I'm a headbutt him. <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, you guys are going to fucking kill me. <laughs> We'll heal you later. Uh, at least I knock am- you out. <laughs> huh? I said well, at least knock him out. Um, Vin, what are you going to do? 
Okay. So, Tenchi and Ogden are wrestling on the ground. <laughs> right. right? Right. Yeah. Yes, Grease. All right. Who's holding the hammer right now? Ogden. Where is it? Ogden, Ogden has it. Yeah. Is it, is it in his hand? Yes. I, I imagine so, yeah. Okay. Um... If only somebody had the ability to shatter. Do you really think that shadow would work on a fucking iron object? I got it to work on adamantium. That is a sonic attack. Not not in my fucking campaign, you didn't. (laughs) Fair. Fair. Well, goddammit, I... Uh, I'll... I don't know, um... Are you going to release Bork? Yeah, I'll release you. Okay. All right. So, Bork, do you want to chime in? Well, I'm going to see what she does. You know, she's, um, obviously, she released me, but it, are, do you want to do anything else? Um, can can you, like, bash his hand and get him to let go of the hammer? Oh, yeah. But don't touch it. Nobody touch I'm, the hammer. No, I'm going to hit it with my, my weapon. <laughs> oh, shit. No, 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 no. And this is the story, listeners, how the cleric bled to death on the elemental rail system. <laughs> or, at the very least, lost his hand. Well, I could, I could use just my, what is it, the, the warhammer that only does 1d8 <laughs> damage. No! Warhammer. Because I have one. What? Do you have, like... She took two maybe? martial weapons as well. Yeah, I didn't take a shield. I took two martial weapons. And one of them is a warhammer. So it doesn't do that much. <laughs> Honestly, I would just try to beat his arm against the ground to get him to let go of it. Yeah, that, you know, yeah, something like that. Just adding if you let go of the hammer, I got my grapple, then then I'm gonna be touching the weapon. No, you be no, you have to touch the. Yeah, thing but in order to get the weapon away from you, yeah, I would have to touch it, touch it, or no, no, like literally just smack his arm against the wall or the ground or a chair or something until it goes flying out of his head. Is it my turn yet? Yes. Well, I cast Sanctuary as a bonus action. On yourself? On myself. Can that even work? Absolutely. Yes. No, I mean, mechanically, I know how it works, but just can all things considering what's been going on, I don't know, we'll find out. It, it what just, would that do for you? It makes it you target some warded creature uh, with an attack or a harmful spell. Must first make a wisdom save. If you're on a failed save, the creature must use a new target or lose the attack or spell. You guys are attacking my hands, so. All right, you're casting can I, sanctuary. Can I assist uh, Tenshi in his grapple? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, both of you have to overcome the sanctuary first, and then make. And then make your acrobatics, or your, uh, not your acrobatics, your your athletics or acrobatics with the baby. <laughs> We're just trying to help, bud. So roll a will save? Yeah, it's a yeah. wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. That uh, is yeah, that's a 21. He wins. <laughs> Alright, so he is able to roll it, but not with advantage, because he's not being assisted anymore. So now I have to choose a new target. Or not grapple somebody. Yeah, you, you don't have to attack anyone. Okay, that's what I was afraid of. No, no, no. 
it, it doesn't. Dem- it doesn't. You force me to attack them. No, no, no. Well, it, you didn't mind a minute ago when you were punching me in the chest. Yeah, because you were fucking pissing me off. Speaking of punching. Well, are are you punching him or are you subduing him? I think he's grappling. Well, at this point, I'm probably sitting on his chest. Well, I don't know. What did you roll to no, grapple? Because him? I didn't assist him. I rolled to grapple and we matched. Right, and now you have roll to roll to... again because you're trying to get the upper hand, aren't you? Oh, yeah, okay, then I can roll to get the upper hand. Oh, there goes the guy. I can roll to get the upper hand. Yeah, you, you rolled hand. to overcome Sanctuary. Now you need okay. to roll to physically overcome. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, that's a 22. Ogden, what you got? I got a 4. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Tenchi puts you into an armbar with the the current, with the, the weird hammer thing yeah. sticking out. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's why I chose armbar because it's thematically appropriate. If you don't know what an armbar is, YouTube it. You didn't you didn't have a good childhood. No, I, I'd say you're better off. <laughs> anyway, so so uh, so Ogden is in a precarious position. Uh, and there is a dwarven arm sticking out of this massive man-on-man action. It's hot stuff, man. Just saying. It's getting a little toasty in that room, I bet. Yeah. All over a little tiny hand. Ah, our ranger's here. What a wonderful moment for you to join us. Yeah. (laughs) They're killing me. Help me, Hobbicarn. First of all, we're not killing him. We're restraining him. Allow me to catch... Allow me to catch you up on what has been transpiring. Okay. So, you guys, uh, were you here with us last session for the whole Dryad and the Grove business? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I was there for that whole thing, yeah. That's right. So, you guys came out of the woods, fought the Shambling Mound, right? Uh, which, and, and its wake was a hammer. Bork picked up that hammer and... Re- oh, yeah. yeah. After that picked point, up the hammer, yeah. Yeah, and refused to let go of it. And so you guys have been traveling for a couple of days now. Uh, you guys went back to the town. Um, you helped a pair of rust dwarf mercenaries kill a monster that was terrorizing a farmer. Uh, that nearly nice. killed, and it nearly killed Bork. You guys then went back to town, decided that taking the Ella Rail to the dwarven capital city was going to be the fastest way to get there. So you have been on the L rail for let's call it half of a day, and you were you've been able to stable your horse on the on the train so you can bring your horse with you. Um, okay. And in the room, after uh, after some time has changed, you guys have decided to sort of experiment with the magical power of the crystal that um, that uh, Vin has that Dryad mm-hmm. gave her. Okay. Um, and so Ogden received it and his ability to heal has gone through the roof and then, um, while he's holding it, you all, you all have discerned that you do not, um, desire or no, no longer require food or drink or sleep if you're holding the crystal. Nice. And after he was experimenting with it, Bork kind of said, Hey, let me see what I can do with it. And when uh, Ogden was going to hand the crystal shard to Bork, he tried to cast protection from good and evil, and specifically protection from evil on Bork. And when right. he tried to do that, 
the spell was re- like refused because Bork was not a willing creature for this spell. And that set a warning sign off in his head. So he went, I'm not going to give this to you. And about ten minutes of uh, character-on-character fisticuffs of the, the crystal shard jumping hands, the hammer leaving Bork's possession and going into Ogden's possession, and now him being kind of influenced by the hammer. You are now standing in a in a room on the L-Rail with your compatriots, and Ogden is on the floor in an arm bar with Tenshi. Yeah, you know, I put him in the arm bar. That, that's what I mean, that, yeah. Uh, Tenshi has put your... The, the monk has put the cleric in an arm bar, and, and you guys are trying to figure out how to get this hammer away from him without touching it yourself, and have discerned that keeping the hammer separate from the crystal shard is of paramount importance. It also right. if we keep if you like use like a bag or a cloth to hold on to the hammer. Yeah, that doesn't save you from in it. your possession. You are under its influence. So that's okay. what that's where that's where you join us. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you just log in and go, oh, shit's happening. Right, yeah. <laughs> so would you, oh, li- uh, would you like to uh, do anything with this scenario? <laughs> what in the world would I even do? Uh, <laughs> shoot his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shoot my hand. Yeah, yeah. I was like, unless you take like a good solid half hour to aim the shot to shoot the hammer out of his hand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you want to make we'll a cold shot to like shoot the hammer? Focus to just like aim. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> of course, by then the bow has been bent out of shape and will no longer. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's it's yeah. <laughs> right. So so yeah, yeah, can't touch it. Can't get. Can't really. Can't do. Can't put his protection. Oh right to. Well, the only real option we have at this point is cutting off the cleric's hand and hoping we can reattach it. No, you can just, like, (laughs) look around the room, pick up a chair, and just bash him with it a little bit. Just a little bit. Wait, 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 hold on. Somebody get me, like, a stick or a pocket knife. Your your limbs are being used up in the arm bar. (laughs) I can put my knee on the back of his elbow to the same we're effect. Not, we're, I, I like wrestling when I was growing up, too. We are not going to get into the intricacies of how you're suppressing this person physically. We're okay, not going to get into fine. that. Somebody try and poke it out with something that isn't them, like a stick. Or right, how- okay. That's fine. Your, your hands are well, I don't know if you should use mage hands or not. Paris, would you like to bash it out of his hands? He does have a long bow that kind of is a long stick. Fucking Hobbit Card's like, nah, dude, this is my favorite bow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like looking at my bow, like, serious? <laughs> you know what I had to do to get this shit? <laughs> I had to cut down a tree. Do you know what that's like? <laughs> it's just, you, go. Yeah, you know, I you know what I had to do? I had to cut down an iron bark tree. They don't call that shit iron bark because it's a fucking made out of paper mache. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, jeez. Yeah, you know what? 
don't want. Yeah, because I don't want. I don't want. Uh, I was thinking of use, like maybe using a short sword, but then but I don't want to accidentally like lop, lop his hand off. Yeah. Roll the one off. His yeah, hand. yeah. I don't oh, want to. Nice. Yeah, I don't want to roll a one. And <laughs> so. Um, I'm to, to to hit him with more hands. <laughs> yeah, we also discovered that Borg is uh, very fine with mutilating his own hand. She's very, uh, yeah, Borg is very much a sadomasochistic kind of person. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Who is doing what to remove this hammer yeah, from his hand? I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of... Let me know when it's my turn. I'm, right. contem- I'm contemplating looking at my bow for the right. moment. I take... Some kind of object in the room that's roughly the shape of a stick, and smack his hand a few times. Okay, make an attack roll. Well, no, she's got to make a will save first. Oh shit! I thought the sanctuary is breached once it fails once. No, is it? I don't think so. I have no idea. That's your Uh, if the worded creature makes an attack or casts a spell that affects an enemy creature, then the spell ends. But it is in effect for the full minute. Okay. Technically, he did have to make an attack roll against me. No, defending no, yourself is an opposed grapple. Okay, yeah, well, defending your defending yourself from a grapple is not an attack action. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel I feel where your mind's at on that. Uh, just I think that's a little Stretching. too much. Well, I got an eighteen on the on the sanctuary check. That'll yep. work. Yeah, you overcome the sanctuary. Go ahead and uh, make an attack roll. There was no okay. sanctuary from us. No, this would be a really great time to break someone's hand. Just saying. Oh, God. Cool. All right, so I've got a, I rolled a, a flat 18. I don't know if what I add you, to that. You add your strength if you have it. <laughs> That'll hit. That's a minus two? I've got a plus one to strength, okay? So, yeah. <laughs> that will hit. You, yeah, you hit, you hit it with your improvised weapon. Roll damage. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's a one d four by the way, plus your strength. So one d four plus one. Was she holding the shard? Uh, Does, yeah, she's she, yeah. holding the shard, she but is. I'm not gonna give her bonus to fucking strength for it. <laughs> How broken right. would that be? It'd be a little busted. So two damage. All right, you crack yeah. him in the hand. Uh, I don't know how this is gonna play out. I've made up a DC in my mind. Uh, make a constitution saving throw, Hayden. Me? Hayden. What's my constitution? 14. Okay, you... You you feel it get wrenched out of your hand from the blow, but you just hold it. You hold it steady. Um, what's your spell list? Uh, currently... You want my cantrips as well, or no? Uh, no. Just your good ones. Uh, cure wounds, detect good and evil, guiding uh, bolts, sanctuary, enhance ability, lesser restoration, prayer of healing, uh, divine favor, shield of faith, magic weapon, and spiritual weapon. Okay, you're going to cast... Wait, how long does... Is prayer of healing a one-action spell? Uh, unfortunately, no. It's a ten-minute spell. Fuck. Okay, uh, you're going to cast Cure Wounds um, on Tenchi, except it's going to just be harm instead of heal. Oh, shit. Interesting. Oh, boy. Is, is there a resist for me? Uh, yeah, you're just gonna take nine necrotic damage. Can you resist that anyway? Like, do, do I get, like, a saving throw against this is my question? You would get, like, 
Because this he, isn't a... I'm not a willing participant. No, you're not. But he would have to make a touch attack, but you're grappling him. Right. So, yeah, so, you, don't get, uh, you don't get to dodge a touch when you're touching me. Right. But also, since I have attacked him, that breaks my sanctuary. That is correct. So I'll take 9 damage. I'll take that from the team. I seem to be really good at that. <laughs> so there's some necrotic up in your business. And, West uh, just starts to look a little green. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Bork, what's up? What do you want to do? Um, you know, I get so gritted teeth and just stuff on his hand. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna... I'm I am gonna, surprised gonna, that no one has yeah. just been like, I'm gonna kick him in the hand. Yeah. Yeah, right? Well... It's like, I, let's cut his hand off! Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> That's just where we go. Cut his hand off! Build a wall. Build I'm gonna kick his hand. Preferably the hammer in my hand. All right. Well, six of one half a dozen of the other. All right, so what is actually happening? I'm, I'm apparently getting gangbanged is what's happening. <laughs> well, you know. I'd say phrasing, but no, you've got a big sweaty guy on top. All right, Bork, what you got? <laughs> Come on, Bork. Do it up. Well, Bork wants to use his Warhammer. <laughs> I want to use his, his foot. Just kick his foot. Well, whatever you want to do. Warhammer me. <laughs> If you guys kill me, guess who's not getting healed? Okay, first of all, Polo hasn't been. All right, come on, yet, let's stay so focused. Let's stay focused. What are you? What are you hitting him in the hand with? Your foot or your warhammer? All right, I'm going to to hit with my warhammer. I'm going to hit him on the hand and try to like bash the the hammer out. All right, go for it. Woo boy, this got suck ass. Yeah. Bye, Ogden. Yeah, sorry, dude. Eight. Plus your strength. Yeah. Accidentally smart. And I don't now. even fucking hit. So what, my AC is 8 right now. And, oh, okay, well, then I do hit. Yeah, I was going to say, come yeah, on. I'm going to wear my full plate. You're, 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 you're hitting a man who's I'm being pinned. Plus 5 to hit. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll damage. Again, right. is never clapping again. <laughs> Alright, so that is a 6 damage. It's okay. Okay, so, alright, alright. So, you take 6 damage, make a constitution saving throw. Botched. Okay. So, like, what does that mean exactly? I rolled a one. Okay. Woo! Yes. So a total of probably not enough. Constitution three. Okay, great. So the hammer gets knocked out of your hand. Your wrist is broken. Ow. Uh, and that the little hammer insignia bobble flies and lands on one of the seats in the room. And then the train turns evil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are now fighting Ghost Train. Deal with it. Yeah, let's do it. No, that hurt. It's the suplex the train. Right. I just kind of flash Don't worry, you're the healer. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, all right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So, the moment that the hammer leaves your possession, Ogden, you are immediately aware that you were being manipulated by some sort of external force attached to that hammer. If that wasn't obviously fucking clear, but I wanted to just put that on the table. <laughs> I don't think my hand's supposed to bend that way. No, <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> so, uh, are you going to still be pinned? Is he still in an armbar, Tenchi? No, after the hammer flies out and he cries out in pain, going, Oh god, that hurts, it's all supposed to do that. No, I know. It's like, okay, it's not Alright, I'm going to... Gonna lay on hands and, and and try to 
heal. I'm gonna heal him for. You're gonna you're gonna lay your hands on him. Yeah, you did yeah. a shit ton of damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, I did. I did most of that damage. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. To be fair, anyway, your hit was harder than your hammer. Yeah, yeah, you did punch him harder than you hit him with your hammer. <laughs> he also smited with a fist. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, you you are you are uh, you're fine. You're healed. Your wrist resets. You're good. How much more? Um, I've got a total of fifteen in my healing pool. Are you using it all or? I feel really bad. <laughs> all right, I'm back up to twenty nine. All right, how do you guys resolve this hammer on the bench situation? We're not gonna touch it. <laughs> let's uh, let's get one of those shitty commoners from the back to come take it. Oh man, that's gonna be uh, good. Please no. Uh, <laughs> well, we absolutely not. Oh, you never speak about it again. That seems well, like. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a bad. That sounds like a great idea. We no. can knock it on the floor. We can knock it on the floor and smash it with a hammer. I've got a hammer. I don't think the uh, conductors are going to be happy with us smashing will, something against their train. Will they be happier with a possessed person? Uh, how about this? I cast Sacred Flame. It's a cantrip. It's radiant damage. 1d8. Okay. But is it enough? Roll the hit? No. No? No. Doesn't Use, work? No, it does. So, it I'm just... I don't feel that you should have to roll to hit actually the broadside of the barn. Oh, okay. Um, Woo. So you cast, you cast Radiant Flame, uh, or Sacred Flame, on yeah. the hammer... And after a brief flash of heat and light, all you've done is burned the bench. Oops. The the black iron hammer remains undamaged. <laughs> it's it's at about this point that there is a banging at your door. I cast mending on the bench. <laughs> uh, Haman Karn or, uh, or, or Vin would be the people closest to the door. Which of you would like to open the door? Ooh, I, I just look uh, at Holland Card. I'll open it. Standing before you is a pair of conductors who look awfully concerned. <laughs> uh, one of them speaks up and says, Excuse me, sir, we heard uh, a fight by the sound of it in your room. Is, it, is everything all right? Uh, yeah, there's a, a bit of a misunderstanding, but it's all cleared up now. I, I, we're, we're good, I, I promise. We're he broke my hand! <laughs> Sir, everything's fine. Sir, are you under duress? No, no, it was just a scuffle. We're fine. All right. We we appreciate your concern, though. Naturally. Um, Haman Karn, why don't you go ahead and make a perception check on this guy real quick? I will. All right. Okay. Perception. Then you may as well if you want. Uh, um, I rolled an eight. <laughs> I got a four. Oh god! All right. Then uh, the the conductors close the door and walk away. Sorry. Well, that's bad. I don't like that. <laughs> I do not like that at all. So we turn right. our attentions back to this hammer that needs to be destroyed. Right. There, there is still a hammer lying on the bench that a group of, like, able and, and powerful adventurers are fucking terrified of. 
<laughs> hey man, sometimes it's not the monsters we can see that are the problem. Oh man, I didn't realize <laughs> that you were that you were a part time. I can do it with Mage Hand and be okay. I don't think so. I mean, it's not a tangible corporeal. It's not in her hand. But it would still be in her control. But not physically in her possession. Right? <laughs> Either way, you should probably not try that with the crystal in your possession. Yep. So I yes. will take the crystal if you're going to try. If you're going to try. Uh, okay, so the problem is where would we put it? I have pockets. No, but then it would be in your possession. No, not the crystal, the, uh, the hammer. <laughs> Right. Like, no, no, I, no, 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 no. You'd just be picking it up, but to see but if where would it go? Out the window. No. 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 I mean, <laughs> wait. Then we run the risk of problem. starting over. I, 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 I like Vince, like, why not? <laughs> I mean, then we have to go through this whole process again, and I don't feel like putting an entire town into a set of palm bars. No, she needs to put it into the problem. Not okay, which is. I don't. When your idiot monk says this is a bad idea, <laughs> you might want to pay attention. All right. So let's hear a better idea. <laughs> I can smash it. That's kind of the idea that we've got. We have to break it. Yeah. Break it? Um, break it. Destroy do, it. Smash do it. Any, any of you guys it. have, like, purify spells that might work on it? Dispel I have purify food and drink, but that's not really going to help here. What if we mix it into a fine powder and turn it into <laughs> I think that if you've reduced it to powder, you've already destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Sometimes it's like, I can divine smite it. I think we've already determined that that's not going to be shit. I, I'm not yeah. laughing because it's a bad idea. I'm laughing that it's just your go-to idea. <laughs> like, well, if my hand can't break it and my weapons can't break it, smite? <laughs> I'm nothing. I, I'm just like, I, I can't, like, what am I going to do? Like, cast Hunter's Mark on it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing you're good at, and you yeah. can't do it on this thing. Yeah, I'm just... I'm just don't know there. where it is. Just, like, <laughs> let me know where there's something far away that needs to get shot at. <laughs> I'll just be over here chilling. All right. Yeah, I can do Hellish Rebuke, but I think that's about it. You have, I don't have to, this word. to Hellish Rebuke something, you have to be responding to being hit by it. Oh, right, yes. I couldn't remember what that one was. Yeah. Okay, so I I, I don't got anything. Is there a chest <laughs> in the room? <laughs> what are we gonna do? Well, hold on a second. I have a chest. You know that whenever it goes into somebody's possession, they have to make a charisma saving throw, right? Yeah. I've got a spell that can give people advantage on charisma. Well, saving. you don't know that. That's the funny thing because you're not people because you're not players not standing at a fucking table rolling dice. Your adventurers trying to not get mentally manipulated by obviously a cursed object. Okay, I have a tinderbox we can put this thing in, of all things. But I, I feel like it's the possession part, so once you put it in the box and you pick up the box, you're, it's still going to get you. Gotcha, bitch. Well, we haven't tried anything other, any other way, and I didn't say I'd be picking it up. That's what right. Rage Hand was for. What if, what if, 
just somebody takes a warhammer and just wails on it. That's well, what I said first. first. And they said, no, Fork. I'm going to try this sacred flame thing. Fork. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We do have two people with hammers now. Yes, we do. But this thing is obviously possessing us. Protection from evil and good uh, gives bonuses to uh, against being uh, possessed. What if we cast that on somebody, they pick it up, and then somehow, like, discard it? Alright. Whether we bury it under the ground or what? We are on a train. <laughs> so we have to put it somewhere where it's out of view first, but burying it might be the best idea. Unless we can destroy this. How about we try destroying it first, then we bury it in somebody else's back? Who yeah. would you cast this on? Carly, whoever has uh, the best chance to not be uh, corrupted by it. I mean, like, what, what is it, charisma? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure we don't know. <laughs> I'm still a fan oh, of smashing. Yeah, we don't know if it's going to be right. Because I. Orc is impulsive. Gonna smash it with his uh, warhammer. All right, make make a. Uh, all right, you you hit it. Roll damage. I'm ready with mending, and I cast mending immediately. I'm really in, yeah. Okay. I really enjoy Kenny's face right now. Yeah, because <laughs> there's a simple solution for all this, and we're doing it like you know, fucking God, Wiley Coyote. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a ten. Ten damage. Yeah. You hit this thing with such force that you knock it through the floor. Through the floor? Yes. I look down the hole. Is it, like, no longer on the train? If you look through the floor and you see the rails just flying by. Mending, 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 mending. I just kind of look at Gordon and go, what did you do? (laughs) Well... We need to get off this train. <laughs> you find where it landed. Nope, it's gone. We need to destroy it. Nope, it's gone. Yeah, nope. uh, it's Bork is getting off this train. He is getting out the door, and he is going to try... Might I recommend the window? Is the window big enough for Bork to fit through? No. <laughs> Obviously, that's why I'm not going for it. Also... Bork is opening up the door. Are you going to tuck and roll? Like, <laughs> like, like you're going to die. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really... That's gonna be an intense like. Okay. Well, Bork. You know that problem with self-preservation you had hitting yourself with a hammer. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to try first and go to the conductor and ask them, "Look, something's come up. I really need to get off this train." <laughs> I lost my own <laughs> Oh man. You're never going to be able to find it. It's tiny, remember? It's evil. He has to destroy it. Well, we're also moving at, I don't know how many hundreds of bajillions. That's why I'm going to have my horse. Look. <laughs> what do the conductors say when I tell them? <laughs> they say, I'm sorry, sir. We've already stopped for the day. We, we can't stop the train again. We have to get to... How fast is this train going? (laughs) Where do you think we are? We are hours, mere hours from the Dwarven capital city. Okay. 
Hey. Bork. <laughs> this might be something you need to let go. No. Yeah. We saved a lot of people. It, like, it's probably fine. Oh. This is going to eat at Bork's core. He has been under the influence of this hit. He needs to destroy it. You're not going to find it. What if we look for it on the way out of the Dwarven City? It'll probably still be there. Not by then. It's a train track. I don't think people are going to be walking or searching along. It might be. You never know. Also, so we're, we're about an hour or two out from the, the current speed that we're traveling. We're about an hour out. Mm-hmm. No, hours. Hours. I'm asking Kenny, though. Yeah, like, the, the conductor said a couple hours out from the door. Okay. So, like, what, a day or two days? Um, horse, horse? Yeah, hours? like, it, it would be at least a day and a half. Okay. All right. Well, Borg is gonna go in a corner and just. Uh, Ogden's going to. Uh, <laughs> not cry, but be very upset and be very frustrated. Ogden's going to look out the window and try and memorize the scenery. Okay. <laughs> Alright, and you guys are intent on going back for this damn hammer. Can we at least go into town and get, like, a scroll of, like, dispel magic or some kind of. Break enchantment. Break yeah. enchantment thing. I will allow this. Or I, will, I will allow this. <laughs> Give me a shit ton of money. I bet there was a much simpler way to handle this if we just did everything wrong. Probably. Yeah, I mean, obviously. You, you guys spent 45 fucking minutes figuring out how to fight a goddamn cobbletoe boss. <laughs> and, and then proceeded to spend an hour trying to figure out how to handle this hammer thing. Are you guys really... Just now getting that you guys spend way too much time out of figuring out how to, to like look at a square peg and figure out which hole to put it in. <laughs> We're one of those thorough types of players that like to have all of our bases covered before we fuck up. Right. Anyway, uh, I, I I can respect the caution. I really do. It's just it's just <laughs> funny. It's just funny. It's not wrong. It's not like, stupid. We have not waited so long. That hammer would have been even farther out. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been more <laughs> travel <laughs> Alright. Oh anyway, you guys doing anything else before you arrive? Just cuddle in my corner and so What was that? Are, are you guys what doing anything else before like? you arrive? Go back to sleep. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use the rest of my cure wounds to, to patch everybody up. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that would be Or actually, possibly at this point, prayer of healing, so everyone gets a, uh, a, a D8, I think. Yeah. Every, everyone's, everyone's healed. That's fine. It's even more empowered. Yeah, if you want, let me borrow that charm for, for a moment. 2D8 plus my spell casting. Uh, I think maybe we should just leave it be. Yeah, probably. Alright, 2D8 plus my spell so, so you have the shard right now? I do, yes. They still got it. And then everyone else gains 14 HP. Yeah, I don't know. Like heals for that or bonus? Hmm? Heals for that or bonus? That's total. That's what you heal for. Okay, that, that's what I'm asking. Okay. Whether or not we get 14 additional or if it's just healing. It's, 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 it
I mean, you guys are also definitely experiencing a short rest before you would get off this train, so you could use hit dice to heal too if you wanted. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the the Ella rail comes to a stop sometime later, and the conductors are going door to door, and uh, so, good. Have we fixed up all the damage in the room yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's Ready. everything's fine. Um, the conductors warn you that the security is super tight if you're going into the Dwarven capital city. We're not exactly sure why, but enjoy your stay. Awesome. Yay! Yay! Hustles off the train. He's like, where's my horse? Yeah, you guys are all giving back your mounts, uh, respectively. And, um, out, outside of the immediate area that is, you know, a couple of warehouse, a couple of, like, storage facilities for Ella Rail parts and materials, the rail and track itself, before you is a great mountain range. Uh, and at the, at the part nearest to you, uh, maybe a couple hundred feet, is a huge set of iron doors. Everyone except for um, Ogden has probably not seen these doors. I could not try to tell you how many pounds of iron are involved with these doors. I don't think it's measured in pounds. Right. Uh, but these are some of the biggest doors you've ever seen, and they are undeniably made of iron. Uh, it's good to be home. Yeah. Uh... And there is a line of people um, waiting to get in, and there is a, a a shield wall of dwarven soldiers standing before the doors. Hmm. Is there anyone directing the line? Somebody I can yes. ask and say, hey, what's, what's the line? Absolutely. I'm going to do that. Uh, so there's a, a, a pair of dwarf uh, man... Um, men sort of going up to each group or each individual that's going into the city and they have like a book a, a, a ledger and they're like writing in it um and they get to you all pretty quickly and uh it's a very studious looking dwarf prominent like rounded nose wearing a single uh monocle to read it on his ledger with and is wearing relatively nice clothes uh and so he sort of looks up at Ogden, uh, at Ogden and says Ah, oh, yes. Welcome home, brother. Thank you, thank you. Nature what's, of, uh, what's with the beef of security? Sort of um, looks at the doors and looks at the, the people you're referring to with that. Well, there's been a bit of a problem, you might know. Uh, I'm just now getting home. What happened? <sighs> Wait a second. He sort of holds his monocle and looks at your holy symbol. By my, by my beard, he closes the ledger. You're a son of Moradin, aren't you? That is correct. How many people in your party? Well, I don't know. This one kind of broke my hand a moment ago. No, no, no. <laughs> the, uh, the five of us. Five of you? He switches. So, yes, five. He switches into switches into Dwarven and says, "Do you trust them?" Yeah, I trust them. I. Answer back in Dwarven. Will you serve the city? That's what I'm here for. He calls out in Dwarven um, a call to arms, uh, and immediately four of the of the soldier dwarves run over in militaristic fashion to your all's position 
and he and t- he tells the soldiers that the five of you are to be brought into the city immediately and to speak to the arch chaplain. Just kind of like lean down to Ogden. What, what's what's going on? Uh, we're getting the VIP treatment and escorted into the uh, into the village ahead of this line. Or into the city. It doesn't seem fair. Well, you're welcome to wait in line if you want, but uh, they need our help. So, you are all being ushered to the, the iron doors and for which begin to open at the loud clanks of chains. Mighty chains, the size and strength of which could probably bind a god to earth. <laughs> wow. Uh, open these doors and you are all welcomed inside as the doors close behind you. The four dwarven soldiers that are essentially your escort at this point. Um... Only one of them speaks to you and uh, looks at the group of you and says, Have any of you been in this city before? Tenchi just shakes his head. Uh, raises his hand, obviously. Right. <laughs> well then, enjoy the sights, but I understand that the reason why you were given such privilege is that you probably have something to be doing. I understand I was supposed to take you to the Archchaplain of Morgan, is that right? That's correct. Well... Keep your hands to yourselves, and we'll be there shortly. It takes you down this... The, the entry hallway to the city from that door is... Is... Smooth, angular stone hallways that look like they were hewn directly out of the mountain itself. And... Question. Yes. Do we, uh, do we have our mounts with us at this point? Yes. Or did we, like, stable them? No, no, you guys are allowed to bring them into the city. Okay, great. Um... So the, the Dwarven Escort takes you about an hour's walk just for down one brazier-lit hallway of great magnificence down to a slightly smaller one with, you know, openings that go off into divergent directions. And there's all sorts of manner of sign all over the place, in common and in Dwarven. Some of them point to, you know, districts to go and see. Some of them point towards, you know, particular places of interest. Uh, there's, you know, you see signs for the palace and whatnot. Um, you know, all of this is pretty standard fare to you, Ogden, but everyone else, this would be probably quite a sight to behold. Uh, I mean, a dwarf is never more than five feet tall, so some of you are like, why do they need a 40-foot-tall hallway? But fuck it, that's the manner of things. Uh, for right. Yeah, well, fuck it, right? So you guys are welcomed down hallway after hallway until a pair of uh, gilded large doors are before you. Um, and they open up pretty easily uh, to the mechanics of the threshold. Um, again, a series of chains and whatnot. And out before is a huge... Like, you thought the mountain that this city is in is big... It almost feels that you can look all the way up and you can't even see the ceiling of this space that is the open area of the city. It's just buildings and skyscraper-esque constructions and and everywhere you look. It looks like the skyline of a city. Ooh. Wow. Uh, of like yeah. Baltimore or D.C. It's a massive city. Um, and, uh, Proudly, to the right, to the right side, is a big, 
like statue symbol of a hammer just standing above the rest of the skyline and Ogden you would immediately recognize that as the symbol of Moradin uh, and any of the rest of you would be like hey that's that thing that Ogden wears uh, and could probably put two and two together and the the dwarf soldier that has been sort of talking to you throughout the walk and, and ride says I assume you can make your way to the chapel yes sir I'm sure the, the, the chaplain will be expecting you. I will head, head there right away. To the rest of the visitors, enjoy your stay, and whatever you do for the city, I thank you. And the four dwarf soldiers make their way back to the, the door. That's cool. All right, well, let's uh, not keep them waiting. Let's head straight to the chapel. Okay. All right. We'll deal with the hammer later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there is a um, a sort of public transportation in this great capital city that is a series of uh, I don't want to just say it's San Francisco trolleys, but it's San Francisco trolleys. Yeah. Are they also driven by elementals? Uh, no, 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 no. They are. Um, they are. Well. What pulley system? Yeah, it's it's complicated, and I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to make this world make sense. I'm not trying to get into the physics of it all. No, I demand I demand an explanation. You'll get it next week, then, if you really want. Yeah. It. Uh, but I can't half-ass it right now. Um. Anyway, so you guys are get are are get onto the public transportation system. Via Ogden's guidance, because he's done this dozens of times, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, and merely, you know, you guys are, by the way, um, asked to stable your horses at the big stable of like several hundred animals right next to the entrance to the city proper. Okay. Mm. Um, so Thank you guys, you. without your out your mounts, get on this trolley and are taken to the religious district where all of the different. Um, religious buildings are kept in one area. And sure cool. enough, you're there and are let off. There is all kinds of manner of holy uh, buildings. There is obviously the large cathedral to Moradin. There are other two lesser uh, deities by Dwarven standard, but you, know, you have your, your Church of St. Cuthbert, you have your Church of Cord, um, you know... Zorellian, the elf goddess, uh, gnarled glitter gold has representation here. Um, most most of the god most of the major gods are have a have a church here of varying degrees of representation, but I mean it's a capital city where like probably sixty percent of the dwarfs in the world live. So you know, right? There's it's a big place, so you could probably find your 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 faith here if you uh, have one. Anything else keeping you from heading straight on? Nope. Nope. Okay. No, she's probably just still trying to find the best. Uh... Yes. <laughs> uh, and you you look up and it's just it goes dark. Like yeah, nope. it, it confuses the shit out of me. It's like, what, why? <laughs> if anything, yeah. it probably just makes him a little nervous. Yeah, I mean the 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 light of fire only goes so far, um, and eventually darkness overcomes. That's probably the point. Uh, so not 
too long from the transportation uh, the, of the trolley and into the religious district. You see, um, you guys familiar with the National Cathedral of D.C.? Yep, a little bit. Yep. About that size of a cathedral is the building for Moradin. <laughs> is there a little Darth Vader on it? Uh, no, no Darth Vader on it. But the buttresses are equally Aww. beautiful. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so you guys see these grand stairs that lead up into the, the cathedral proper, and there is uh, a sermon going on near the bottom of the steps. Um, Ogden, you'd actually recognize the, the, the man doing the sermon. Uh, okay. It's one of the weirder sights of uh, of the cathedral and its and its people and its men of the cloth because it's actually a human. Hmm. Uh, you would um, let's see what's his name. Grezen. Grezen. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, so he's there giving a sermon. Um, and he sees you and kind of like squints his eyes and like waves very quickly at you as he goes back to his sermon talking about how it is not the fact that we are simply pieces of the great puzzle that is this mountain, but how every single one of us is a tool of Moradin's divine justice and blah, blah, blah. We're all big part. We're all cogs in the great machine that run this bubble sort of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, you guys go up these huge, huge stairs, and standing at the top of it is a dwarf in probably the fanciest holy robes you've ever seen a dwarf wear. Uh, and he opens his arms wide, and, like, the long sleeves that go down from his, uh, or the long, like, pieces of cloth that fall down from his sleeves are, like, covered in more than hammer uh, looks and whatnot, but they're very fine robes. Uh, and he speaks... Initially in Dwarven, and then recognizes the people he's speaking to and switches to common halfway through. Ah, yes, a son comes home, and he's brought some friends, and it's at that point he's already switched to common. I welcome you and all of your friends to this wonderful place. Please, come inside. We head on in. So, standing, you know, just inside some of the doors and off to the side, uh this dwarf sort of introduces himself to the group of you all. He introduces himself as the Archchaplain Dunganir, and again, like, sort of embraces Ogden for a moment to welcome this pilgrim home from his long travel, and then asks Ogden to introduce his friends to him. Well, the big half-orc here is Bork. He's really good at swinging axes. I like him. The really tall human here is Tenshi. He's really good at hitting things. I like him. The uh, kind of quiet half elf over there is uh, really his name is Havankarn. He's really good at shooting things. I like him. Thumbs up. And this is Ben. I'm just kidding. Ben, obviously, no warlock. Really good at shooting things. But Matt, I like her too. Halfling. Halfling, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> uh, hard to get him straight. Uh, he he appreciates it and again, you know, introduces himself to you all and says that unfortunately our pleasantries have to be this short. 
I see that you all were brought here quite quickly, and I'm sh as I'm sure you're all quite willing to learn as to why that might be. Yes? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It is a great displeasure that my holiness would tell you something so crassly, but there is some horrible shit going on in the mines. Okay, like what? Do you or any of you all know what a Zorn is? What, as a player or as a character? As a character. So, can you say that again? A Zorn? Zorn? X-O-R-N. What's, what's the uh, knowledge check? Uh, that'd be an Arcana. Oh, shit. Fourteen? Well, like that. Hold on, I'll ask for it in a second when everyone's got it. Alright, Fork, what do you got? Net 20. What's the total? 20. Okay. I don't have any intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ogden. 20. Ogden got a 3. 10 cheap? Um, surprising fifth, uh, 14. Okay, and then? 11. And how many cards? 8. I uh, just the, love to do that pet class during Bible study. Eh. <laughs> the only one of you that, that the word Zorn brings a, a, a mind, uh, a thought to is uh, is Bork. Um, a, a Zorn is an earth elemental sort of creature. It entirely subsists on eating the, the most dense and strong of ores and gemstones. Oh, shit. And uh, it can walk through dirt and stone, no matter how thick or strong, as if it was water. But you also would know that Zorn are not aggressive or malicious creatures. They often actually, in exchange for for their favorite foods, like, like precious metals, they will actually assist miners in finding gemstones that they personally enjoy less than finer metals. So it's very commonplace for a Zorn to, to sort of greedily offer you a ruby the size of your face if you have any bars of silver. Okay. It prefers so, to eat metal Knowing over. this, uh, Bork is like, yeah, I, I, I know of them, but why would they be a problem to you and your well, Zorn have always been helpful to us and our miners specifically. They're magnificent scouts for for the metals and gemstones that we require, that we carve from the earth. However, well, I suppose not all of you know what a Zorn is. A Zorn can walk through stone and earth as if it was water, you see, to, a, to, any, to any creature that calls the ocean its home. But something with that same prowess of a Zorn, in terms of mobility, is simply murdering every miner or every person, dwarf or not dwarf alike, that it encounters in the deeper parts of our, of our system. We have, sent, we have sent a platoon of 80 dwarves, and they were entirely wiped out. 
as in their bodies are gone or their bodies are mutilated or how to, so are they gone? To put it as gently as these hollowed walls would allow me, the stone was red. That's it. It's my condolences. Every Over. one of them was given a proper burial. Morden's grace will be on their souls. Morden's grace. Well, the more we know about what we're up against, the uh, better we are equipped to handle it. Were there any survivors, anyone who could give us an eyewitness account? The only thing we have is some information from the battlefield, as it were. We have discerned that whatever sort of creature this is, for there have been no known survivors, is that it has mighty talon, or claw, at its disposal. It does not seem to to need to eat flesh, for none of the none of the remains show that. But it does seem to have the ability to manipulate magic to a degree. For every time we've sent any sage or wise man down there, their div- divination magic has shown us that that magic has been used there and not the magic that our soldiers use either. Like what kind of magic? What are we up against? Uh, We've discerned the schools of evocation, divination, enhancement, transformation, and conjuration. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on. It is. So does it, did it want anything? Or is it is it sticking to a certain territory? If, yes. We don't know what it requires, what it desires, other than to cause distress. But we have locked down a series of tunnels, and it does not seem to go outside of that area, so it is clearly of a territorial nature. Okay, okay. Do any of the other... The creatures, the Zorns. Do the Zorns have any idea of what it may be? Well, about, oh, let's say two or almost two, maybe a little more than two months ago when this all started, every Zorn in the mountain vanished. Out of fear, we believe. Bear in mind, Zorns can leave this plane of existence should they feel threatened. And we assume that all of the several hundred Zorn that we used to call allies and friends have maybe gone all the way back to the plane of Earth. Uh, do, do we know if this rampaging zone has any markings on it? Uh, no, like I said, we have not had anyone survive its wrath to know. Hmm. <laughs> well... I guess uh, the only thing to do is go track down and start hitting it until it dies. I'm good at hitting things. We don't know what we're up against, so perhaps we should prepare for the worst. Or should we just go in uh, weapons and swinging? If I may, take you all aside a moment to a private room in the in the cathedral. There's something sure. I'd like to discuss with you all a bit more privately. Everything I've yeah. said up to this point is relatively common knowledge. 
sort of leads you all down to one of the side chapels and closes the door. And the room you're in is probably like a 30, like a, a 15 by 40 rectangular room. Mm-hmm. There, there are chairs and pews and a, and a pedi- like sort of a pedestal um, area for a preacher to stand at. Uh, and he just simply uses the room as a space. He's not like standing up at the podium or anything like that. That's the word I was looking for, podium. Um, I understand that you all have been chosen. Oh, the gods thing. Yeah. Yeah, we seem to be on a path of, uh, I guess, aid and cleansing, essentially. Yes, some word has started to go throughout the lands of a group who are being set upon almost a divine quest of some kind. Have any of of you been spoken to by any of the the heroes of legend from about a hundred years ago? Who were spoken to? No. Well, some of them still live. So, it would not be unforeseeable for any of them to perhaps reach out to you. Hmm. When he says the heroes of legend, what it would resonate with you all is the heroes that saved the world from chaos, like 80 years ago. Well, there was a, uh, what was he, uh, the gnome, the heart uh, person in that one town that said he was going to reach out to the wizard. No, that was the elf village. No, that was the sages. Yeah. yeah. The sages said they'd reach out to the wizard, but we've had no contact with anyone. They would be reaching Olgrim. Olgrim, that's right. Well, Olgrim is merely a man. I'd be surprised that he was still living. Yeah, they we kind of thought the same thing. They said he was. No. Wizards are hardly still men if they are. I imagine that if Olgrim has been contacted that you will probably meet him soon enough, and what an honor that would be. Indeed. Alright. I I will send word to have uh, a trolley take you to the shaft, and the shaft will have you all transported down to the area which you may hopefully find some victory. Okay. Take care of my horse for me if we don't come back. Of course. And he sort of makes a gesture that you all would have probably seen Ogden perform in the past as he casts spells in in, in the history of you guys' uh, adventures up to this point. Sorry, let me find a good cleric spell for this arch chaplain to cast on you. Bus is always good. Yeah. For a full day? Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's all that ancient shit one again. Got more of them ancient spells? Um. Ooh, what's that one do? It's good, thanks, by the way. 
you all receive the benefits of you all receive the benefits of the spirit guardians spell yep. there are holy holy spirit esque sort of entities that sort of uh, are protecting each and every one of you um, they are angelic in appearance and if uh, basically if anyone attacks you or tries to hurt you the spirit will sacrifice themselves to take the blow for you Ooh. up to a yes. certain up to a certain threshold okay um anyway uh so you guys each have a little fucking spirit just hanging out following Sweet. you Neato. That's handy. And uh, the arch chaplain sort of wishes you well and may 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 more than guide your hand. Thank you. So, um, you all go outside. The trolley is sitting there waiting for you. Uh, as, as as if it was like this is your ride. Hmm. Let's talk to Ali. Let's get in right away. Yeah. Um, so, we haven't had a full rest since... Uh, oh, that's right. Have we? I like this city. <laughs> uh, no, you all have not had a long rest yet. Awesome. I've got one first level spell left. Yeah, we might not want to rush off. We might actually want to leave on sleep first. Yeah. Uh, spell's not going to last that long. Okay. And, you know, the longer we wait, the more people, the more dwarves might be killed. Besides, I'm the only one who's missing spells, right? I'm missing a spell. A spell. You've also got I... your wand of crystalness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I only have two spells a day, but it's fine. <laughs> well, two spells from your spell list. You also have a ton of yeah. other spells from abilities. Yeah, I have a lot of evocations. Yeah. I mean, um, cantrips. Yeah. Okay, so you, the trolley takes you to what has been referred to in the past as the shaft. Um, jokes aside, uh, Morden, you... Not Morden. Ogden, you know what this is. It is a gigantic elevator mm-hmm. that can go from the top of the city to the to the lowest of uh, the, the, the tunnels. All right. And, uh, and this is not a fast process, so... Um, you guys are all welcomed on and are informed that it would be it'll be a, uh, a couple of hours until you reach your destination. All right, sounds good. Enough hours to take a uh, a long rest or just a short rest? Um, I'm 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 doing this to give you guys a long rest. I'm basically oh. throwing you guys up against the next boss, so you guys should have a long rest before then. Ahead, I get my spell check. Yay! So we'll end it tonight at you guys getting to the bottom of this long rest and the bottom of this shaft, and uh, our, our, unless you guys want to go for another hour. Uh, I got work in the morning. Right. I figured that was the case, but I also figured I'd throw it out there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll end it. You guys are standing at 
the sort of uh, exit to the shaft to some of the lower levels of the mining complex. And next week, you all will meet the creature that is killing dwarves by the dozen. Hell yeah. Alright. Thank you for joining us, listeners. I hope you enjoyed their adventure tonight. Have a good one. Yeah. Bye.